Hey, Brother Rule. Good evening, Brother Rule. Hey, how you doing? It's all right. Everything's good. Everything's good. This is the perfect night to have this conversation based on the breaking news. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talking about the um the vacant the um vacating of the yeah. speaker. <laughs> Absolutely hasn't been done in over a hundred years. I actually watched the whole thing take transpire. Oh, absolutely, man. We want to um because of the pop up. You want to put this in the title? It doesn't matter. You know how our conversations goes. It may start here, but it may not end here. It's just, you know, that's breaking news. So uh, I, I thought we should mention that. Oh, no doubt. You know, first time ever. Kevin McCarthy didn't even make it through a year. And then the thing about it was it was totally inevitable because the man sold his soul just to get a spot. You know, when... When you're not about it, when you're not about anything, you fall for anything, and, and that's pretty much where he is right now. He gave up. He made himself vulnerable by allowing a scenario where only one person would have to present a motion to vacate in order to um, start a vote, proceed with a vote, and that's exactly what happened to him. People are mad at Matt Gates right now, and. They have a right to be as Republicans, but Kevin McCarthy did it to himself because he made himself vulnerable by allowing that to happen. One person was able to present a, a motion to vacate and and get him and um, influence just enough people to get him out of there. You know, no no one with any type of uh, a political acumen would take a look would take a look would allow that when your margin for um, the majority is so slim because he couldn't have possibly expected that the Democrats were going to support That was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah. How do you think the Democrats were going, any Democrat was going to go over there and support him, especially when he stabs Democrats in the back? You know, there's no motivation for, for any Democrat to, to support him. You know, the way a Democrat looks at it is we're just as bad off with him as speaker, as we are without him as speaker, you know, you know, and he he after the Democrats uh, saved the government from temporarily saved the government from a shutdown by backing him by giving him enough votes to have that happen. He goes on TV and stabs him in the back, talks dirty about them, and doesn't say anything about the portion of his party that's bringing all this chaos. And the price he paid for that is that same portion of the party is the one who brought him down. So poetic justice for him. I agree with you 100 percent. The fact that he thought that the Democrats should or would have saved him was ludicrous to me. But even bigger than that. The house is in chaos right now. Absolute chaos, man. But that's what these people run on. I mean, we've discussed that numerous times on on the conversation. These people operate in chaos. They don't operate in getting anything done. 
I mean, just take a look at when Pelosi was, when the Democrats had the majority and Pelosi was the, was the speaker and, and the margin was just as small, if not smaller, and take a look at the bills that were passed. Infrastructure bill, COVID bills, you know, all, all type of bills that, that we were able to pass that helped the, helped um, this country get back on its feet after the shutdown. And if it wasn't for those bills being passed, where would we be right now? You know, just October the 1st, one of the bills that were that were expired, that weren't renewed, that wasn't renewed, is the uh, student loan bill. Now people have to start repaying their, their student loans again. We're looking to um, have loans forgiven for many people, and loans have been forgiven for many people, and I, I believe they still are. But they, but now loans have to be paid on again, and this is what you have when people don't believe that political politics makes a difference. That's a that's a wallet that's a wallet issue right there that tells you how much of a difference politics makes. So the lesson is be involved, and like I said, people who heard me talk on here enough know I have no patience for that both sides rhetoric. Both sides of the same. I have no patience for that. And today is a prime reason, prime example as to why. I agree with you. What's up, Uptown? You never have to put your hand up. Just jump on in. Uh, all right. Now, I hope y'all can hear me. I, I'm at the gym and all that, you know. Another good room. We hear you. Yeah, man. See, I knew this, yo. I knew in my heart of hearts that this was going to happen. He said this before that he was going to unseat this dude. He just needed a reason. Right? Um, Daru, listen, man, we agree on 1,000%, man. This is going to keep happening and the rhetoric is going to keep happening. They're going to say that you know, it's the same thing. We need to choose something for us instead of a party that just flip-flops you know, both parties have crooked people on on on, on both sides. This, it's not true, bro. It's not true. It's just extreme chaos. People struggling for power, and there's a vacancy of power right now that's perceived, and it's gonna go off like this for a minute. And for me, to be honest with you, the whole concept of this was not only in this was. It's also with DeSantis. It also happened in New Jersey with the New Jersey government. It happened with Mitt Romney, right? It, it, and it happened with Mitch McConnell, right? In different aspects in the Republican Party. And this is just the latest bullshit, bro, to be honest with you. I, yo, this is nothing new. You know what I mean? I guess we just don't have to deal with it till, they, till we get something that, that works. You know, hopefully we can flip the house. You know what I mean? Because this is what happens when you don't flip the house. But yeah, bro. This was this was destiny. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, and another thing I, I I'm I'm I just finished watching is Donald Trump got had a gag order placed on him because he threw a passive aggressive threat at the uh, judge's clerk. Yeah, and from I what I heard, it just. <laughs> 
Yeah. Please, yeah. please expand on that because I was focused on the vote. We were locked in. The queens were locked in on that. So what happened? Well, I guess uh, Trump went out at lunchtime and got onto his true social um, social media platform and made a statement. Made a statement about um, the judge's clerk. Showed a picture of her standing next to Chuck Schumer. And left it at that, and gave her gave out her social media information, gave out her Instagram information, I believe. I'm not sure if he posted her address or not, but he posted her her Instagram information. So now that it allows people, his followers, uh, to to harass her, so they get back into the courtroom, and the judge they said the judge let him have it. The judge basically written to his ass because good judges are not going to allow. They're they're very protective of their clerks. So the judge let him have it and put an immediate gag order on him. But you know, but this is the guy that that party supports wholeheartedly in spite of everything he's been through. And this is why they're suffering the way they're suffering right now. This, they're a party in disarray because they're a party that stands for nothing. Their entire political philosophy, uh, their entire political outlook is Donald Trump and what's best for Donald Trump. Let's help get Donald Trump back into office so that he can vacate all these federal charges against him. They're more loyal to Donald Trump than they are uh, to this country, to their party, or, or even to their constituents. And it goes back to the same thing. Man. It a black man being elected president and then being reelected got enough people this angry that this is the guy that they voted for and this is the guy that they continue to support. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be up to us. And that's the funny thing. It's gonna be up to us for this country to um, to save this country. Because there are people out here right now who are really looking to destroy it. I, don't, I can't even say they're looking to destroy it. They don't care if it gets destroyed. They just want their way. And one thing that I always um, wondered was with the Mueller report, and people were talking about uh, Russia having information on, on releasing information on, on Democrats. Who is naive to believe that they only got information on Democrats? They have the information on Republicans as well, but they haven't released it because that's great blackmail information. You know, you look at how some of these people, you look at how erratic uh, some of these people have been over the past few years. And they're outside of, of what their previous reputations and uh, told them to be. And you can't help but think that maybe these guys, these people have been they're they're currently being blackmailed. Prime example of that to me is someone like Lindsey Graham. You know, Lindsey Graham was, was a foreign policy hawk at one time. Then all of a sudden, he became Donald Trump's puppy. After spending the primary season in 2016 talking about how much of a danger Donald Trump was, I, I'm I'm totally of the belief that there's blackmail information on him, and some of the things that I've heard would validate that. 
the nicknames that I've heard him being that that I've heard that he's referred to as. You know, they call some people call him Lady D. But but Daru, uh, uh, my bad. You, I didn't mean to interrupt. So you go ahead, bro. No, go right ahead. Yeah. So I'm out of state right now, right? The constituency and the voting block is owned by Trump. You can't like it is it is almost close to 60% or maybe more at one time, right? And the problem was that they ousted him at first. It's not that they accepted him at first, they ousted him at first. And then he used that same that same tactic against them. So they had to get in the belly. You feel what I mean? So at the, it's almost like right. it's almost like you kick me out the game, right? Like we playing ball, kick me out the game. Now I come back on the, in, with, with my squad and I'm beating everybody. You want to play on my team? They have no choice, and they have no choice for a while because not only to get that voting block, he got some of those same constituents voted in in certain them some amount of the states, and they seen the power. So I mean, Lindsey Graham had no choice but to get on after a while. I I remember a scene where Lindsey Graham showed up at a, a campaign rally for Donald Trump in South Carolina and they booed him. Facts. In his own Facts. in his home I state. That. I remember that. Facts. There was a popular um congressman who used to be the governor of South Carolina who got primaried. And the reason he was primaried is because Trump supported his 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 opponent and the opponent not only beat him he blew him out so that uh, that's a big reason why these guys are scared as well because sure. trump's yeah his influence in the republican party outweighs the influence around the country in general but how long do y'all think it's gonna get it's gonna take for him to get ousted out of the party like permanently he's either going to jail or Hopefully he hopefully he gets um he wins the Republican nomination in, in twenty-four. And Biden will blow him out again. I mean I have I I, I constantly tell people I have no fear of, of Trump winning election to the presidency. His 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 um influence over the Republican Party is outsized in relation to the rest of the country. He still receives he he still has a heavy influence, but the, the way the way the demographics are set up Trump's not winning another turn Trump winning in 2016 was a one in a million shot and that that's not something that that would happen for him again I, I truly don't believe that well why we talk why while we're talking about that man do you think that he has the emotional mentality to follow a gag order? That's a good question. That's a real good question. That's a great, that's a great question. I, I think I think he does. I think he gets away with things that he knows he can get away with. Um I think he in dealing with in dealing with this judge and and if this judge went off the way everyone indicates that he did he understands that he's not running that courtroom. And he he has shown the ability to be quiet 
first of all, he doesn't perform well in front of depositions anyway. So he feels a certain way about that. There's a, a nervousness that he has in front of depositions when he's not in control of this of the scenario of the situation. Um, that that is shown consistently. So I think he'll be quiet because that judge will put him in jail. And so as much as he wants to be a martyr, I know he he wants no part of jail. He's a he's a guy who who wants to be in control too much to ever make himself vulnerable. He's an insecure person, so to make himself vulnerable, he wants no part of that. He wants to, to bluff and bluster as much as he possibly can. But when the rubber hits the road, I, I believe he'll keep his mouth shut. I mean, the judge, the judge flexed on him today. I, I have to see it to believe it. What's up, Brutus? Hey, how y'all doing, man? You know, great, uh, happy uh, Tuesday to you guys. Um, I was just listening to the conversation, and um, uh, the one thing I would just want to say, uh, Daru, and I, and I have some confidence too that um, Biden will more than likely win again if it was against Trump easily. But at the same token, we can't just take it for granted because. We have a lot of Democrats out here now or and other fence people that are so against going so against Biden well, because of certain things that are going on and certain other things that are not going on, some of which are not even in his control, basically. But also they, uh, there is the fact that, um, you know, um, you know, prices and things are going up and people are blaming Biden for that. And it's not like prices don't rise anyway you know what i'm saying inflation has always been something that goes up but yes i understand gas prices up and down so on and so forth um but a lot of the policies that biden is setting um you're not going to see the real fruits of that until starting in the next uh term if he was able to win it and if he doesn't win it then you're going to start to see the tear down of a lot of good things that could be coming based on the policies he wrote just because it's a democratic policy. If the Republicans happen to win, they're going to automatically want to upsert that um, those policies and change it to make it their own. And of course, you know, in most cases, tear, tear them down considerably. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm just feeling that the voters may not turn out the way that they did in 2020 because nobody wanted Trump to get in. But now people may have this um, malaise about Biden where the, where they come to these conclusions, like they just don't care. And basically if they don't get out and vote like they did in 2020, uh, there's a good chance that Trump could wind up with his base and, and and the fact that he did receive that, you know, the amount of votes that he did um, could possibly win if if there's any kind of what do you call that voter fatigue or voter something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Voter fatigue, yeah. Yeah. Because of they don't feel that Biden is doing a good job because they're listening to what the uh, 
the other party is saying about him and they're feeding into that. And then they're also thinking for themselves, like, yeah, these prices are going up. There's been no cut in these taxes, all these different things. Even though Biden never said he really wanted to cut taxes for us, he really just wanted to tax more, you know, tax. He didn't want to give us more taxes, but he wanted to tax the rich and uh, the extremely wealthy, most of whom don't really pay uh, a really what you would consider a fair share in taxes. Um, but that may never happen again because not it's out of his control based on the fact that the House won't pass something and therefore the Senate won't get it. Um, and then there's all kinds of fights there, even amongst uh, the own party. You have a couple of people that might want to you know, not vote for it because they're looking to gain things for themselves. And the margin is so slim. You need pretty much every Democratic vote. I think we got the Senate by one, but we are down in the House by what is it? Uh, seven or eight or was it less than that? Four, seven, eight, something like that. It's not a big I think, it, I think, I think it's six. I think we're down, we're down six. by six. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah, but the, the, the thing about that and that's actually not a good sign for Republicans because it was a midterm election and the Republic, it was supposed to be a, Oh yeah. They were supposed to wipe it out. They were supposed to gain both, which would have really handicapped us. But, um, yeah, luckily the house was not a big margin and we still have the Senate, but the house is still slowing up, uh, plenty of legislation. And then even when it gets to the Senate, you still have a couple of, Democrats being that I think we only up by one that, you know, not to say that they want to side with the Republicans, but they're looking to gain things for themselves and they won't vote for certain things, you know, because of how they feel. It's just like certain senators came out and said they won't vote, vote, vote against the filibuster and they won't vote to um, expand the Supreme Court, if even if they wanted to. So. You know, this is where they handicapped themselves, because if it was the Republicans, they damn sure would do it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's just how they roll. So I'm a little, you know, concerned just a little bit based on those um, those thoughts about the election coming, because. I do believe a lot of Democrats, They it's not like they're going to side for Trump, but they just might not decide to turn out and vote. And if they don't, that's that could lead to an automatic victory for Trump and his supporters because they are very loyal to him. As opposed to Democrats, they're looking for these so-called changes where a lot of them, a lot of it you won't even start to see until the next term. And and if we don't get them voted back in, you're going to start to see none of that stuff because the Republicans will start to re- turn over all of it. That's all Notice. I got to say. Thank you. Yeah, I understand. I'm sorry. Yes, yes Queen. Go ahead. I was going to say, isn't that a part of people just not understanding how government works? Exactly. They don't, you know, it's just like, it's just like how, like, you know, we've had people come up in here, like, you know, not to mention any names, but Jay from Florida, right. Who has his take on the things. and, 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 And a lot of it is based on the fact that, you know, like the economy under Trump was good, but it was only because it got really going under Obama. It was really his what he started to do is what made the economy start to and 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 
Trump just basically ran ran off of that wave that was be started uh, based on Obama's policies. But, you know, nobody wants to, you know, uh, understand that. They're just going to think that, oh, during this time with Trump, uh, things gotten better for me or whatever it is or how they was thinking. And that's all that matters to them. Um, so it's unfortunate that people don't really understand uh, the details of how government works and then they don't understand how the economy works and uh then they come and and jay is a very smart guy works with a bank you know very educated as far as finance but you know hey i know a lot of bankers who don't understand certain rules of banking uh even myself in the in the world of uh finance and investing and stuff i don't know everything you know there, there's just a lot of things that you got to understand how what's going to affect the economy and when it comes to um inflation you know i don't think it's a particular president is what's going to control inflation inflation and prices on certain items is going to happen i just seen somebody complaining like oh milk is seven dollars a gallon now well would that have happened even if uh trump was in office i don't know i would have to figure that maybe so because it, you know the milk Prices is based on a lot of certain things, you know, um, distribution, the cows themselves, the all these different price for feed. All this thing goes into the uh, equation when it comes to a gallon of milk. Would those things have stayed the same or lessened under Trump? I don't believe so. I believe the milk was probably still have the inflation cost that it has now. And um, but people are putting that against Biden and the Democrats and they don't come out heavy enough talking about like it's not because of them that this is happening you know what i'm saying it's like they don't put out like the the kind of messages that the republicans do the republicans is real quick to point out things that uh that are going wrong now even though maybe some of their policies before is what started it going that way and now you can't overturn that policy because of the situation in the house and the senate so there's so many things that go on with this and and some people are not going to take that into consideration they're going to either on election day they're either going to a just not fight to go to the polls and go through like what some people had to in 2020 like standing in the lines for so long and this and that because they don't really believe and what's going on, especially on the Democratic side. So, you know, but the Republicans, they're going to fight their way through because of their loyalty and support to this one man and not really to the party, but to the man. And that is Trump. So, Buddhist man, you made some, some real, real dope points, real sharp on the, on the head points. I guess my only counter argument to that would be a couple of things, right? Um, during that time in 2020, I mean, he had a lot of, he had a lot of enemies on the Democratic side. One of the main ones who was on the rise every day that he shot down out the sky with Cuomo, right? If there's anybody that would have been a threat, it would have been them, right? And he had weapons Agreed. that he could, yeah, he had weapons that he could use at his disposal that he doesn't have now. That doesn't mean that he isn't powerful, but the weapons that weapons that he had then, he doesn't have now. He had Kemp at his disposal, even though he had kind of like a friendly, friendship type enemy relationship with DeSantis, he had him, he had um, Connell, he had everybody by the whim 
but because he was present, right? Right. And, and not only that, I don't know if you remember, like, there's a, that time, a lot of money left New York, man. A lot of money left New York, especially out of Manhattan. And then they hit everybody with the luxury tax. Facts. And then they went into states that were luxury, I mean, um, tax luxury. Um, well, they were in that luxury bracket, so they went to states like Florida, and I think um, North Carolina. Well, Texas, like definitely. Texas, I, I know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, that, so they're loyal to some of those places that they went to. So DeSantis is probably going to fracture some of the vote. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, you got I don't know what's that black dude that's running. I forget his name, man. Um, Scott, man. Well, he, hey, the fact like, that you don't even know his name, you know. <laughs> Yo, I know, Tim, I know Tim, Scott. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. My bad. Tim Scott. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> it's not that they'll fracture the vote majorly. One or two percent. DeSantis is probably going to be the biggest story. And he is probably one of the reasons that he will probably not win the vote. Because a lot you mean of the primary for for yep. to actually run? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because listen, like we may sleep on the Democratic side, but on the Republican side, he got a little he got a little bit of weight. Don't sleep in Florida. He run that state. Yeah. He runs that state. You know. What yeah, I mean? but right right now, DeSantis is is struggling. He, I mean, for for someone we're, we're, who has the, for someone who has the name recognition that he has, he he's struggling. I, I don't yeah. know if he's in second place right now. He, no, he's, he's not in second place. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's struggling. He's struggling bad. He's struggling bad. No, but I'm not. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying that he's going to do anything major in terms of the. I'm saying he has a draw and he has a constituency that may not be the biggest Trump, but he has a constituency. You feel what I mean? Yeah, but it, all it matters is like who's going to win the actual primary no, no, because no. once once the primary and everything like that is decided. The yeah. Republicans are going to back whoever that person is. Whoever that. the person is that comes out of it, they're going to. So if it happens to be Trump, if like DeSantis is falling behind right now, um, who, who is up in that one? Um, uh, does anybody know like what's Indian the dude, order? The, the Indian dude, the, the, the Indian dude is up. Oh, and I don't, I don't see him making it as, as a Republican. That's my point, y'all yeah. understand what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, it's not that who wins the. I, there are, I've been in rooms, and this is crazy. It's the craziest thing. I've been in rooms where I had the DeSantis Republicans going against Trump Republicans. It's a rare sight. It's a rare sight. And some of the reasons why they don't like it is because they consider them ineffective in the fact that they're not doing actual rules. They're not, I'm sorry, they're not doing actual bills and moving things forward. In his state, DeSantis moved a couple things forward. Like in 2020, he 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 opened up the state regardless. He opened it up. Though he don't care what nobody said. He did he did what he needed to do to that state. And exactly. But what if he would have been the one in charge of the country? If if that would have been, they don't look at it like that. Though. I mean, I get you. I, you making sense to me, but to them, they don't make sense. To people right, in Florida, right. they don't give a damn. You feel what I mean? I mean, right. ninety five, ninety five can tell you he's from there. He he went there. He was there. <sighs> But, yeah, but you know, at, but, but at, this, at this point, at this point, Trump. I mean, the DeSantis is, is losing. DeSantis, it'll be a minor miracle for him to have enough money to make the first primary. Exactly. So the, that that's the key. So I, I know. I think I get what you um what you're trying to um get at uptown, but it's like um when you have um 
once you finish with the primary, then you name the one person, the rest of the party is going to back that person. But I believe I agree. I agree. Right. So I, so that's where that's where uh, I I don't care if it's Trump. I don't any Republican that gets in the office is going to up turn shit upside down um right. with their with their you know their the way that they think and most of the people that are running uh are have been except I I don't know which ones are not part of Trump's ties. We, the, uh, all of them have Trump ties. Is that correct or not? Right. After the first after during before the first um, debate, Trump said the debate was nothing more than people running to be his vice president. That's how he looks at it. That, that, that's what he's that's how he sees it. So you that tells you what all you need to know, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump has not participated in either debate and he's up by double digits on everyone. Yeah, so, yeah, he's he, so he's going to the nomination. Yeah, he's the nominee. I I, I believe so, and and that, and that's where I I have cause for pause because I believe there's so many Democratic people who vote or people who voted Democrat, including some Republicans that was just so appalled of Trump that they are not seeing enough change in this in this time. Here, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That they may not go back to the polls at all, or if they do vote, especially the ones who were Republicans who voted Democrat, they may not vote that they may just vote for their party again, you know. So, this is going to be a very tricky election, and the, the, the go out and get out and vote thing has to be even more than it was in 2020 and 2020 yeah. turned out record amounts of and i think it's going to have to happen again in order to maintain and defeat this guy again and because it's, it's just because it's recency bias they they're going to see what biden has done recently recently and they're not feeling that it's up to par and then trump even though he hasn't been doing anything all except for getting in trouble and lawsuits and criminal stuff and everything else but they're going to look past all of that as they did in 2016 so and then again in 2020 you see that his his base was still very strong so they're going to continue to turn up for this guy and i don't believe that the zeal to get somebody to get biden back in is going to be as great as it was to get biden in over him the first time so well, it is going to be a quick election yeah. I got a question, gentlemen. What what you just said, Brutus, uh, you don't think there's going to be some Trump defectors like all the ones that ended up getting real jail time because they bought into what he said and he didn't reach a hand out to help them? Remember, he was supposed to pay everybody's legal fees and all of this. So there's a, a few people who got uh, quite yeah, a bit of time. Yeah, there's going to be a, a few. Def a matter of fact, those people won't be able to vote anyway anymore because they're now convicted felons. <laughs> I understand that, but they have followers. Those are the leaders. What about yeah. how all their followers are feeling about him right now? I'm just curious. Do you gentlemen even think that that might play a part in this? Okay, well, let, let me. There, there's a few things. There's a few things we have to address. Number one, there's two, there's a few things we're not taking into account. Number one, 
there is a large amount of, of Trump fatigue out there. I mean, let's consider that. This is a guy who's been on the national scene since 2016. This will be his third time running for election. And unless you're very popular, unless you have, unless you left office with an Obama level of, of popularity, running a third Which time. did not. Right, <laughs> rare. Running a third time, uh, you're going to suffer from diminishing returns in, 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 in my estimation. So Trump... There's a large amount of Trump fatigue that we're not taking into account when we talk about Biden fatigue. Number two, when it comes to the Democrats, Democrats oftentimes don't have, I'm not, people will say that they don't have, um, they, don't ex, they, they don't explain their accomplishments very well. Right, exactly. Right. So, but when it comes to true uh, campaign to the true campaign season and it comes to the debates that's when that comes out uh, number three I, I would say that m the majority of this country doesn't even pay attention they don't, they don't really lock in to the presidential campaign until probably late August September of the election year of 2024 All right. Right. right so a lot of these polls right now are distorted um, there was a poll that was released recently by I want to say CNN, for example, and and it showed uh, that a majority of the people uh, were dissatisfied with Joe Biden. But when you broke down the poll, sixty percent of the people they asked were Republicans. Oh, okay. You know, so, <laughs> so there's a lot. There are a lot of games that that are being played, um, as, as I stated before. So, so ultimately, with, uh, uh, no yeah. question rule. Ultimately, then we believe then maybe there will be both sides where people won't turn out, right? Which means that the the overall election numbers will be lower than twenty twenty. But still, could there be enough of like Trump's like base? You know, these people that are really staunch and the racist ones and all of this that would still turn out more and more abundance than the regular democrat most who like consider themselves independents or would vote either way depending on who's the candidate and what their situation is based at the time of the election you got some people that vote based on that and you know again mm -hmm. either they won't turn up or if they do turn up they may just go ahead and vote for the other side because they don't like what's going on right now which uh, is still say, crazy to me that they would want to go back to what was happening, was starting to happen, at, especially at the end of what Trump was doing. And at right, the beginning, yeah, everything that he got going mm -hmm. was based off uh, off the other man who he d tried to discredit at every turn, which was Obama. So, so, I would, say, I would oh, say the biggest key, the biggest key in every election, and, and a lot of people don't want to acknowledge this, well, people do acknowledge it, and you can see it based on a lot of the political appointments that have been made. The biggest key in every election, every national election, black people, in particular black women. You get black people to turn out, you get black women to turn out, that's the difference in a lot of these elections. It's the difference between 2016 and 2020. Right. Um, this is this but is that, that's what I'm feeling because I'm hearing a lot of people that call themselves Democrats or uh, independent, shaded left, 
you know, type of people who are, again, they're, they're talking their displeasure with what Biden is doing based on what they feel that they're seeing, even though uh, people that are in the know know that he has put a lot of different things in place, but those things are going to start to take effect maybe in the next maybe in the next two or three years um that where you really start to see the effect of it but it's not happening right now and these people that's all they're concerned with so when they go to the polls they're going to be thinking like my life hasn't been as good right now as it was before and they're thinking about before covid and before covid trump was the president so maybe uh, I, my life will be better again back with him as president. Now, that's crazy thinking, but you I'm just saying that it. <laughs> some people may think that way. I, I would say this. My, the, the reason I don't have as much concern over that is because it's a similar situation as to what occurred in 2020. If I, if I would have concern about that in 2020, if, the, if what people said on social media represented how most black people felt in 2020, then Donald Trump is probably the president of the United States right now. Because in 2020, you heard people saying, well, where's the checks? You know, or Trump, Trump got me my check. That's what I'm voting for. They're not, they're, there's a concerted communications plan uh, on, on, that takes place in the news media, takes place in social media, and other other avenues that are intended to um, influence um, black thought in regards to the election. You know, that's why you hear exactly. a lot of people too. Yeah, you hear a lot, you, hear, you get a lot of misinformation out there. You get a lot of, you, can, you get a lot of accounts that you can tell that have black faces, but aren't really black. That are, that are <laughs> designed, yeah, they're, they're designed to um, um, get black people to not vote. To not encourage black people to vote. To not this, vote exactly. To, that's to where that's what I'm afraid of more than anything. The the ones who just decide to sit at home because they feel yeah. what they're gonna do is not gonna make any difference. And the person who they went and voted for last time didn't really make a difference for them. At least that's how they feel for whatever reason, based on the propaganda being posted out there by the news media and also mainly the Republican side because they're definitely the more boisterous side so they're going to tell their their um achievements and they're going to you know uh deceive people on on what they're doing wrong and and tell and then turn everything that anything that's going wrong in your life it's them you know what i'm saying that's what the republican message anything that's going wrong in your life is them anything that's going right is us you know what i'm saying and and they try to get people to believe that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out here that's buying that bullshit. That's true. Did anyone else want to respond to that? I, I would just say that um, people have a recent history to learn from in order to why that doesn't work. People try to tell the message was put out there in 2016 as to how important, for example, um, the Supreme Court was going to be because we have people who are leaving, who are retired, and the Supreme Court was going to be in play. And there were people who said, well, I don't care about, why would I care about the Supreme Court? That doesn't impact me at all. It doesn't impact my everyday living. Okay. Fast forward to 2023, we've seen just how 
the Supreme Court impacts your everyday living. Mm-hmm. In regards to abortion, in regards to voting, and in regards to affirmative action and getting into schools and, and many other things. So now we see that. So the message that was given in 2016, because some people may not have been aware about how important the Supreme Court was, isn't going to convey the same way in 2023. Because now we've had experience and understand just how important the Supreme Court is and the fact that it is a third branch of the federal government. Exactly. But that's another reason why people are mad. People are mad at the Democrats because they're saying like, okay, Trump did this. He appointed all of these uh, Supreme Court judges who's making all these rulings. But the the Democrats who seemingly have uh, at least some bit of power uh, are not trying to exercise that by packing the courts, by getting it to where there's more Democratic, you know, vote. Uh, power so that they could try to overturn some of these things. So there's a, a grouping of people that's very upset about that, even oh though God. some people say, no, don't pack the courts. But uh, other people are saying that that's what if, if it was the only other shoe was on the other foot, the Republicans would definitely be packing the court. Who here would not agree with that? I, I agree. I don't know if they would, because. You always have to put you have to take into consideration, okay, what what happens once we lose power? Now the other side gets to pack the court in order to um get everything done their way. Now you just dissipated the the impact and the importance of the Supreme Court and the court in general. I mean Trump right. has done that with but, but but I'm sorry, don't you think that one of the reasons why we hey, and Slater, you go ahead after this. My bad. Don't you no, think that one of the reasons reasons why we don't. We wait, don't. do y'all want me to go or y'all want me to wait? You, I just ahead, to, you don't hear Uptown? Slater? No, I'm, 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 I'll wait. It's no big deal. I just got one thing to say. No, but I'm know. saying, do you hear him? Yeah. Oh, I only hear, like, he's muffling. Oh, muffling. okay. All right. But he was speaking. He was trying to speak. But no, was, no, muffling, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Get it out. But y'all can hear him. Go ahead, Slater. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead, bro. Oh, no. Nah. The only thing I want to say is that the the uh, you know the Democrats are gonna have a hard time trying to get people to come out because I I think in, in this is my opinion they they don't they don't do a lot of good messaging when it comes to um, what they convey. Um, I remember right before and Darrell maybe I'm wrong about this but I remember right before Biden got elected, you know the Raphael Warnock. $2,000 checks. They were talking about that. And, you know, nobody in that Southern, because after the whole setup, you know, they wanted, they needed to run off to work. And they said, you know, if you vote for me, I'll make sure you get those $2,000. Um, vote for Warnock, you get the $2,000 checks. I remember that. There's a whole, the, the, the student loan situation is going to be big for Biden. I know, you know, and there's not a whole lot of engagement when it comes to Joe Biden, when it comes to talking about uh, situations now, y'all know my voting stance, so I'm gonna just leave that. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna bring that up. But my whole thing is, a lot of uh, if 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 people want the Democrats to win, they got to do a lot more than 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 lip service. You know what I'm saying? When you when you see when you see Biden coming up and doing a lot of these interviews, he's he's talking at black people. He's not talking to them. The Latin, when he was talking to Charlemagne, he was talking at Charlemagne and not to him. If you if you really pay attention to the conversation he was having with him, it was like, hey, listen, you know, it's like 
you know, do you really want Trump? Like, you know, like he's talking, he's talking at him. He's not talking to like, and that's, and I think that's the, that's the biggest turnoff when you, when you have black people and Democrats or black people and politicians in general, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't really, I don't really know if, and I, you know, I hate to be that guy, you know, cause I'm always that guy in this room anyway. I hate to be that guy, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be tough for Biden to win. I, I don't really care either way, but like, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Cause I know people, you know, the media likes to throw out that whole, you know, well, what if, what if Trump wins? Uh Oh, it's going to be the end of the world. And you know, so it's that whole thing. But then at the same time, you look at it from the other side, it's like, you know, Biden seemed like he just standing, he's standing still when he's in front of the podium, trying to, trying to, trying to convince the country that he needs their votes. So it's, it's, it's between a rock and a hard place for a lot of people. And I understand it. Slater, just one question. Do you have an affiliation? Are you what's your affiliation? Absolutely not, sir. Absolutely. You not. don't have um, an affiliation. Okay. I don't Absolutely. even think Slater votes. And what's interesting about what you said with all of that, what I got was you said you don't care either way. And herein lies the problem. Because that, queen, that's we, exactly queen, what I was talking about. about. Queen, 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 queen. Now we had me and Queen had this conversation quietly about maybe about three weeks ago when I came back from when I came back from Florida. And the reason why I gave up, and I gave up in 2015 because I started seeing from, from my vantage point, I, I don't go around telling people not to vote. That's that's up to you. If you want to vote, that's up to you. But from my vantage point, they playing with me. And I don't feel like being played with. You know what I mean? I don't I don't I like being like if y'all gonna joke with me, you know, Queen T Daru, you know, we talk about whatever y'all got, but when you come, when you when you messing with people's lives and and and, and that type of stuff, and and you asking for votes, I want to see, I want to see something, but I, you know, I, to me, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I just see, I see people making fun of me about watching wrestling, but when I watch C-SPAN, that's what I'm watching. You know what I mean? So I'm like, listen, I I get it. If that's what y'all, if that's what y'all want to do, that's cool. I, you know. But I what what out, policies I do you want, want out there, though? Like, what policies are important to you? Oh, student um, stu loan forgiveness, uh, paid 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 family leave, um, um, uh, women's rights, obviously. Um, and all those so things are are, are democratic point, type of, of situation. What I'm trying to say. This is what I'm trying. So, all right, let, let, let me let me tell you why I I, I, I I get upset sometimes because a lot of the things that you're talking about and I and I'm not telling you what who you vote for is none of my business. That's not that's none of my business. But the thing I don't like is the narrative that someone is not doing something when they're doing the exact thing that people are talking about and the other person is just saying what the other person is not doing. I give Trump that he is the perfect magician saying of some saying somebody's not doing something when he's not actually doing it himself. That's number one. Number two, you had Tucker Carlson and Fox getting sued for almost a billion dollars for being part of a lie machine to help push a narrative that puts lies in people's heads to then go out and push out an agenda that's not really true. The reason why I don't like a lot of what's coming from the other side is because one, it's lies, and two, it's dismissal of what you actually believe. 
So I can understand if you said, I don't want to vote for this person because he's not. But the things that you want are the things that the group is working on. So what I would say to you is talk to the people that you want to. Let's just say, I'm not sure if, if it's you or let's say somebody else. Talk to those people and say, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? But they'll say, well, the Democrats aren't. Focus on what you want that helps you in your life. You see what I'm saying? And this is the problem I feel like with black folks. Black folks feel just because you talk to me one way. I get that. I feel like. But at the end of the day, if the policies are not coming in that affect me, it don't matter what you tell me because you ain't putting in no policies. The policies is what I care about. If the policies don't affect me, I don't care what you say to me. You can party with me, drink with me, do all that with me. But if you ain't doing no policies, it don't matter, brother. It don't matter. So this is what I say to you. Make sure someone may speak to you in a certain way because they're old school. But remember, Biden has people behind them that are a lot of black women, that are a lot of black folk, that are a lot of people from where you're from that speak on behalf of you that the other side don't have. So I just want you to make sure, like, like the information that you're getting about both sides, and I'm not telling you who you vote for, that you get the truth about what's being done instead of just like the the magician shit. You know what I'm saying? I get it back. Oh, I, I say, I say this. I say, I say this. If if, if we're going to be, if, if we're going to be policy oriented, then we have to be aware of the policies. Hundred percent. We can't, we, we can't say we, can, we can't say 100%. that our concern is student loan forgiveness and, and not acknowledge the fact that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people out here who've had their students' lo loans forgiven. People come out every day talking about my student loans been forgiven today. Oh my goodness! I know people personally, more than a few people who've had their student loans forgiven. So the letters, right? Right. So, so to say that we're concerned about student loan forgiveness and then saying that nothing's being done, that, that's, that's just not accurate. Also, Charlemagne the God, why are we talking about Charlemagne and the God in regards to uh, what's going on? I was just using him country? as a, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just using him as an example. I wasn't why saying we, why are we though. using Charlemagne? I already know you got beef with Charlemagne anyway. No, it's not, it, yeah, but why are we using Charlemagne the God as an example? Because when, because, when, we, again, when we have when we have a, 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 a a, a black woman who's the vice president of the United States. Listen, uh, we have double, a black double, woman who's double, the Supreme double, Court. Double, double. You need to understand, and I'm not saying this in any kind of disrespect. Right. Certain times, in certain places, especially when it comes to, especially when it comes to young people, and I'm not saying this because I'm a spring chicken. I'm just saying in general, people look at people like Charlemagne the God. I'm not saying it to be whatever, because again, when you try, hold on, hold on, when you're trying to get votes. You you what's the first people you go after? You don't go after people my age or 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 a queen's age, not not talking about women's ages or nothing like that. You going after young people. Who's the first person you go to? You gonna go to it's why do you not Solomon the God. But I'm not I'm using him as an example. I'm not saying that he's in the, I'm not saying he's the benchmark. Well let, I'm bad saying example. You go hold on. I'm saying when you go to certain people. And when you have conversations, these are the people that they grow. It, it was the same thing when I was growing up. What did what did Diddy do when I in the nineties? He was putting out them voter die T-shirts. Was the first thing that Diddy was the first person 
back in them day, and people were like, why are you, why everybody going to Diddy? Blah, blah, blah. Diddy, blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And you're making, and you're contradicting yourself because there are young people that uh, young people are following that have a voice. As ratchet as Cardi B can be, she has a voice in politics. She does not shut up. She's not the only one. You got Kendrick Lamar. You have a bunch of them. So I'm not sure, you know, that you're making your point here. Why would I not be making my point? Because well, show well, me well, somebody that is is following the Republican Party that young people are following. Give me an example. I need a receipt. You talking about somebody that's black? That's that's. that's I, I, the I don't I'm, care no, what not, color listen, they are. Queen, queen. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I know about the Republican policies or none of that stuff. I'm saying when you talk, when you, when you're out in front of the young public, there are certain people, me included, it's a certain way you, it's a certain way you come off to, to, and you like, yo man, I'm not, I'm not messing with this dude. Why? Cause I've read, I've read this interview or I saw this interview. People are forgetting, the, people are forgetting. Like I, what's that, what's that dude's name? The one that, um, the one that was the housing secretary for, um, for Trump, the one that black, the black guy, what's his name? Ben Carson. Yeah. Like. People were coming up to me talking about, oh, I remember Republican people coming up to me talking about, oh, Ben Carson is this person, this, this like overall blah, 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 great person, whatever. And the way he, the way he came off and people talking about, you know, the way they listen to music and all that type of stuff, that turns me off. And again, you, this is a white dude talking to, talking to a, a prominent black radio personality who gets, who gets millions of followers every day. Now I understand, yeah, there's other people, but again, that's a, that's a big part of the situation, yeah, you may not agree with what Charlemagne says. I don't agree with everything Charlemagne says, but he is, regardless of what you say, he is a big part of of getting the morning show and getting people to listen to his stuff and listen to what he says. He's got a lot of Play problems the, too. There's a difference I, between entertainment and it's, politics, I mean, it's, entertainment it's not, and the government. I mean, of all the people that. you could put up, you put up a, a damn racist. Who gives a shit about Charlemagne the God? He who, holds who no weight, especially not with black women. I'm who here to you, tell you. You said I put up a racist. Who are you talking about? Charlemagne. Oh, I, I understand what you're talking I said about. a rapist, not oh, a, a racist. Oh, racist. Oh, a rapist. Oh, you say, I couldn't. I couldn't. said racist. Excuse I'm sorry. Excuse me, Queen. Um, young people in my family have all, all, okay, this, I don't know what, what's the word to use today, uh, canceled Charlemagne the God, okay? None of them, and, and my family, the young people in my family, from the ages of 40-something down, okay? They all have total disdain for that man. And they all have told me that he's a rapist. And I just heard this say it. I've heard several people say it. He is another one of those who's gotten away with it, so to speak. I think I think there's a difference. I think we have to understand is the distinction between someone having a vehicle 
to reach the masses and someone being influential. If you're gonna, if you're gonna uh, consider, if someone's gonna be considered influential, then they have the responsibility to be informed. Just because he has, he has a vehicle, he has a vehicle because he he has a radio station um, that that plays nationwide. So it's always good to be able to talk on that. Yet. But there's a, there's a difference between having that vehicle and him being politically influential. I don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't advise anyone to get their political information from Charlemagne the God. I would say this, Darwin. I would I, would say I wouldn't this. say that neither. But again, you know, a lot of people. A lot of young people don't really know, <clears throat> especially if you coming straight from the political climate, especially if you brand new from the political climate, or you somebody who who lives in a in an area who who don't really see their um, politicians coming out to their cities or doing that type of stuff. Again, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who don't. But go ahead. I, right. I will say this. I mean, let me just right. get, jump in real quick. I will right. say this uh, that he does have a slight point. If, let's not forget Charlotte. I forget Charlotte to go. I remember when Trump was letting out people from prison, and one of the people that he let out was Reason, right? Forget about his, forget about his, how he voted. The perception was, and, and y'all remember the story was that, and I think he let out a couple of brothers. I'm just going to use Reason as one of the examples. When he let out Reason, the perception was. Hey, uptown, was, uptown, uptown. Straighten out yeah. your mic. You, right, you muff, you're muffling it now. My bag, my bag. Hold on. Yeah, much better. He said he let out Weezy. He did say he let out Weezy, but he did. He let out Weezy. Yeah, he let out Weezy. He let out Weezy. And then after he let out Weezy, the the perception was that Trump was in favor of letting our brothers out of jail. And at the same time, was saying that the vice president, right, Harris, right, was putting people in jail. That perception made the voting block made the voting block right go from 90% women black women to 75 to 80% black women that's a huge voting block and that's on paper and this is and and I understand the messaging that was sent out it was important because the B- republicans were going after black men and undermining black women at the same time and i understand that now charlemagne is a bad example because i don't think anybody cares about charlemagne so push him to the side. But the perception in the story, which was a magician that Trump used, like he used that like a magician. He made that he kind of used that voting block against the Democrats. And that's one of the reasons why 2016, one of the reasons out of many that he got in, because that slight little edge by by some of the brothers was dismissal. Uptown. Can I yes. just jump in for one second? No, no, go ahead, my bad. Go ahead, go what ahead. you're saying? No, 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 because it's in line with what you're saying. So my question to you and Slater is, who let out more people out of jail, Trump or Obama? Obama, Obama, hundred percent, hundred percent. So this is what I'm trying to say to you, Quint. Uh, it's not what you're saying. It's truthful. Remember. Fox got sued for over a billion dollars, around a billion dollars for telling lies, right? And they didn't care. They were pushing out lies for years. So the lie is not about if it's true or not. The lie is how affected it, how affected it was. And I say this once again, Trump is effective as using lies and misleading people that don't know what's going on. 
So Obama let out way more. And he didn't use the brothers as sort of like, hey, look what's going on over here. We're doing, we doing the thing. And when he only let out a couple of people. So we know the game. I'm just saying that Trump used it to his advantage. And that advantage led to a big voting block. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand completely. But that's when you're not doing your own homework and you're relying on those behind the camera to do your thinking for you. And that's part of our problem. We watch TV for entertainment and we follow whatever is spouted to us instead of doing our own homework to figure out what's really going on. For Slater, I would say you need to do your own homework, right? And I don't expect uh, Joe Biden to go on a show like The Breakfast Club and wear a pair of shades and bring a saxophone like Bill Clinton. Two different men. Only that, we have to have a higher uh, respect for what young people do have a high regard for what they do. I, I don't think most young people need a Charlemagne the God to, to be influenced about uh, an election. And I think most people were able to take that, take that conversation into context in regards to the, the type of, the type of conversation it was. Uh, some people, of course, they ran with it and said, Oh, Joe Biden's trying to, dictate who's black and who's not. If you don't vote for Joe Biden, you're not black. That's not the kind of conversation that was. That was a jovial conversation. And some people ran with it, including Charlemagne the God, because trust me, I, I'm, I'm aware of, of the people of who his benefactors are. So that, that was, that was purposeful. And that's why, that's why they don't go on, 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 on that show anymore. Kamala Harris has appeared on that show a number of times. She doesn't go on that show anymore because he has an agenda as well. But that does not dissuade from the fact that we were discussing policy and we're saying that we're, we're concerned about student loans and we're not acknowledging the student loans that have been canceled throughout this country. And we're talking about black people. No, you can't write laws for black people. But the way that law was tailored, it was tailored for people who received a lot of their money through Pell Grants and such. So that wiped out a lot of people, well-doing people. So that, the way that law was tailored, black people were able to benefit from student loan forgiveness at a much higher rate than other people were. But there, there has to be an awareness of policy that you have in order to be able to make that determination. And unfortunately, what I'm saying is that you're not going to get that awareness of policy from Charlemagne the God. And my opinion, we've talked about this cat way more in this conversation than we really need to. But just October the 1st, student loan forgiveness, that bill expired. It was allowed to expire. And it wasn't renewed. Why? Because the Republicans run the Congress. The Child Care Tax Act. That expired. And that benefited poor people. Why wasn't it renewed? Because the Republicans run the Congress, run the House. 
These are the things we need to be aware of. There, there's real laws out there. There are real acts out there that benefited real people. But you know, laws aren't laws aren't easy, and and they don't always get get the, the spotlight. That's why we have to keep up on that stuff on on our own. Ru, I see we got a new speaker up here. Welcome, Ru. Hey, how, how you guys doing? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I forgot what I was gonna say. To be honest with you, I'm just trying to get a grasp on, on you know, exactly what what the topic is and what you guys are talking about. Cause you guys keep mentioning Charlemagne. I'm like, hold on, what what did he do? So I'm trying to figure out what you guys are actually talking about, so I can get my input. We were talking about we were talking about policies between um, the Republicans and the Democrats and the voting bloc between Trump and Biden, and what what it's gonna take to flip the sides. But hey, guys, I wanted to tell y'all I'm leaving. Um, I love everybody in here, and I gotta dip out. I'ma holla at y'all. Um, Dabu, good, good looking out, Queen. Love you. You know that. T, I see you soon. Um, I catch y'all on the flip. It's all. It's all about. It's all about Vern, uh, voter uh, turnout. The only reason why he won in 2016 is because we assumed. There was no way he would win, so that, that's why he got in office in the first place. You know, as long as we have a turnout, that man won't get back in office. There's no way. So, I mean, we learned our lesson in 2016. So we got to be out there. We got to vote. So that's a, that, that. That's the only reason why he got in office in the first place. So, well, I'm going to change my take now, just because you just pretty much what I just said. So I have to. I have to reconsider what I said earlier on. The rule, you, we agree more than you want to acknowledge, homie. I still, no, I still, can't, more stand. Than you I still to... can't stand you, though. You my, you my man, <laughs> but at the same time, I can't stand you. you know, <laughs> hey, I, I, I blocked your ass for like two months because you hurt my damn feelings. I was like, man, I'm about to... I, I know you did. I know you blocked you know, me. You know, I know you blocked it's me. that beige rage. You, you know, know it's all good. Light skin. You know, but I'm, I'm changing what I said right now because you agree with everything I just no, said. No, but like that, that's, I mean, if people, you know, I I, I believe it was, up. was it Uptown? He was saying, it sounded like he was uh, um, uh, uh, trying to say that Trump got in because he, uh, you know, he was letting rappers out and shit. Is that what he was saying? Or did I miss? Nah, that's not what I said. Okay. All right. I misunderstood. No. Nah. All right. No, I was saying I was just saying that the perception was that uh, Harris was locking um, uh, criminals like they were um, like they were like it was going out of style. And she was at the same time. Trump and uh, he, she was he was using her as an example not to vote. Ah, okay. Yeah, and then at the same time he let out a couple of rappers, which he used as a Bait for votes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he so it was really smart on his part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ex- you know, excuse I, me. Too young do up, not remember the Central Park Five. I never hear Hell anybody yeah. bring. I, I never liked him. I still live in New York never, at that time. Yeah, I, that I mean, was Trump. I, I, okay. Okay. Teresa, though, Teresa, a lot, of, and, and this is this is, and this is the thing, I never liked Trump, but there were people that live outside of New York that never experienced that type of side of Trump, and and he had people remaking his image all the time, all the time. 
So for us, we they don't know, nor do they care about the Central Park Five, to be honest with you, because they feel like that's something that he had to deal with, and they don't really care about the kids. And like, and I'm it's hard to say. And I mentioned Central Park Five in many conversations, and they dismissed me a couple times. So that goes to show you what they think about. That's the thing. We allow people, or young people, old people, whoever people, to dismiss, okay, things. We can't just dismiss something like that. You can't just dismiss it because other people dismiss it. No. You have to stand on your principles and say no. No. That as a woman, that man. He's a rapist. He's a serial rapist. Okay. He's civilly liable. He's civilly liable for rape. And because he got a couple rappers out of jail, uh, I'm supposed to turn a blind eye to this man? No. It wasn't even a Wu Tang no. member. It no. was Lil Wayne and <laughs> not not only not only that, but the whole narrative about and we had this conversation about Kamala Harris and she locked up all these brothers. And again, I just want to ask the same question I asked back then: Were they guilty? Right. My best friend was my supervisor for like 15 years. We didn't have any issues. I was the union delegate. She was the supervisor. Because she was my best friend, I never put her in a position to have to make a choice. I did what I was supposed to, and she did what she was supposed to. Like, what are we talking about here? That was her job. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm going to a bank with a black bank manager and I want 50 grand just because you're black. You should give it to me because you saying people are basically saying she should have been negligent in her duties because these were black men coming in front of her. Well, a few things. Number one, well, well, her, her record was, was they 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 highly misstated what her record was. She can't help who's arrested. You can't help who you send to jail, and who you send uh, send out to get help, whether through rehab or or to go through some type of program in order to get your record expunged. So that that's that's the truth in, in, in what happened in her case. But another thing is, and, and this goes along with Charlemagne the God as well. A lot of, a lot of people. And hurt some feelings by saying this, but there are there are a lot of black people out here who are who have their messages influenced by, by white democratic socialists. You know what I mean? I, I came up in it. I came up in the nineties. So the number one issue, the number one drug issue in the nineties wasn't about weed. Nobody gave a damn about the weed shit. Half the cops walked past someone who was selling weed. Weed was the least. Of their issues. It's like, oh, damn, it's just weed. The number one drug issue that many people had a concern with in regards to incarceration is why were you giving more time for cooking coke as opposed to the pure selling pure coke? 
And the answer to that obviously was in, in regards to the race of the youth. Because black the, people bought crack. That's why. Bought crack and sold crack, right? So that, that that's that that was the question. So we do we do this change retrospectively twenty years later, and is and is largely delivered is largely delivered by people who were watching Rugrats back then, and is largely given to people who were old enough to have known what was going on back then. Actually, a lot of the people were out there selling back then, and they're making it seem like weed was the number one issue back. Then. These people are doing years because of weed. No, the issue that we had up with was why are people doing more more time for cooked coke as opposed to pure coke or coke itself. Bro, and it's because it, it, it the race of the sellers and the race of the users. I did a lot of time with people who was in there for a long time, uh, you know, for selling weed, though. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I know I, I remember a gentleman, he was in there for like seven and a half years for, for, for uh, selling weed. You know, across state lines. So, I mean, they they took that weed shit serious with black folks. No, they took that weed serious you know, for a reason to lock, you know, to lock us up. You know what I mean? So yeah, but but that that coke and that crack was different level, and, and nobody was talking about that weed like they were talking about that coke and that crack. Yeah, but the the fact still remains though that that stuff at that time was illegal. Mm -hmm. And absolutely, they had laws in place as far as uh, the the you know what the uh, sentences were. Like some had mandatory sentences and stuff like that. And so for 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 black men to blame that all on Kamala Harris is just ridiculous. It absolutely. really is. That's not. That's not. Yeah, that's not. That's not feasible. But uh, but that's uh, what they, that's what some people. Are basing their like upon Kamala Harris or and or Joe Biden because in '94 Biden signed that um the you know the, the crime bill which everybody was yelling for you know what I'm saying every upstanding person was understanding that you know the crime and and because of the drugs was getting out of hand and of course it wasn't until it reached the uh, urban or or the uh, you know, what do you call it? The uh, suburbs that they really started to take notice and they wanted it out. So therefore that's when the laws became harder because they wanted to shut down the people selling the stuff, which of course was bought in by, you know, the white people or the people in drug in, in charge of the drugs were mainly, you know, the, the, the crime, you know, syndicates that are here in New York, which none of them really were, black at least at a beginning point so you know i i just don't understand why people want to blame the sister for doing her job i hear you but my thing I, I this is an issue i have um i feel like the democrats feel like they got you know us you know us black folks gods and earths like in their back pocket you know what i mean no matter what I feel like they don't even try to appeal to us anymore. I think they just know they got us. You know what I mean? So, so like, like when Biden was like, you know, I'm going I'm to get a black woman. You know what I mean? He, he was just trying to get that black vote. You know, he, he I, don't think he, I don't, I don't think they give a fuck about us. I, I, I think they pretend more than the other side does. You know what I mean? So, so it, it, it's just, I don't know. It's a tough situation, man. It feels like the Democrats don't have to earn, earn our support. You know, it's so, like, so let me okay, let me, let me push so back on that blue. a little bit. 
Let me, let me push back on that a little bit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So the, the problem that you, you write 100% on that. But remember, we had stop and frisk, right? And then we had random traffic stops. I remember I got sent to the tombs and I wasn't even driving. And it was it was implemented by a Republican who we all know, right? The other thing is, we are, the other thing is this. Right now, every state that is against deregulating marijuana is Republican. Every state, bro. This space was downloaded via spacesdown.com. Visit to download your spaces today. And it is, right now, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, we're trying to get it descheduled from one to three. The thing about it is I get what you're saying is 100%, but when it comes back to actually putting in rules to to retroactively fix the shit that was made wrong, it's never a Republican, though. I agree with you. We have a lot of issues that we need to fix on the Democratic side, which I feel like there's a lot of lip service. But at the same time, the people that actually want to put shit into place to retroactively fix the shit is never Republican, though, man. Never, ever, ever. Okay. Well, since no one has a response to that. I'm driving through through the mountains right now, so I'm about to lose signal. All right, but go ahead then. Why are you still here? I've I've always been of the mindset that uh, the far left and the far right so of course, if anyone doesn't know how it works, far left are, are part of the Democratic Party, or be considered progressives. But they they would be mostly Democrats, and the far right, of course, would be um, the far wing of the Republican Party. I've always been in the mindset that the far left and the far right are opposite sides of the same coin. Um, an example of that is many of the messages that that Donald Trump had in 2016 when he campaigned. Uh, against Hillary, including uh, especially talking about stolen elections, uh, talking about um, calling kids, supposedly misinformation about her calling black kids super predators. Many of that were, was initi- initiated by the Bernie Sanders uh, camp. And, Did she call people, black kids predators or no? No, she called, she called kids in gangs predators super predators she called gangs super predators i don't know about that rule man i'm 110 percent on that i'm 110 percent on that but i you know but who's in gangs ain't like there's white folk i mean the only white gang we know is the kkk she was talking about us brother you know that well you know better than that you know there's more than you know this one. You okay, the Aryan, the Aryan. Okay, when come you, on. There's mad, there, and then and there's mad Spanish gangs, and and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, hear, so I gangs, hear. gangs is not left to only black people. You know what I'm I saying? Hear, I hear you. I hear you. And, and just in New York gangs, in the nine, New York in the nine, don't don't Bosnians, not the Bosnians, whoever came. Yeah, you know, there's all kind of gangs. The Italians are a gang, right? They call it the mafia. Yeah, they don't consider them a gang, though. That's a they consider them a different unit, though. Right, but they're a gang. They're, they're, 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're gang. There's a whole bunch of gangs out there, man. Well, not the Bosnians, but what? By, by definition, it's a gang, you know, but they have sex. You know what I'm saying? It's less like each crime family is like a sect yeah. <laughs> in a traditional gang. Yeah, and they shoot up and have gang wars. They shoot up streets like nobody does. So. I think it's unfortunate that us as black people, you know, we're already in the party's pocket. We don't have any other option. I don't want to vote for Biden. I don't want to vote for Kamala, but I have I have to, you know what I mean? Because I don't want Trump in there. I don't want I don't want these, you know. Well, that that, well, that goes to a bigger problem, and that just means that there's just not enough people stepping up in the political arena like to make a, another party. I like Hakeem Jeffries. I like that young lady Jasmine Crocker. Yes. Like, no, I I like but, 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 but what is but what is what is Hakeem Jeffries' title right now? He's uh he's the the leader of the the Democrat he's a minority party. leader. He's the yeah, leader yeah. of the minority party in the house. Yeah. So when we talking about black, you're talking about a black dude from Brooklyn who's the leader of the uh-huh. with 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 the with the Muslim name who's the leader of, of the of the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives. Okay. So when we're talking about influence. Yeah, there are people who are influenced. Who yeah, are but, dog, in the, in but, yeah, but he's a influence. minority leader, like you said. He's a well, that's only because the party is the minority party at this moment. But hey, they, hey in 2024, they were the majority, then he's the speaker of the House. The reason that a lot of people might feel that the Democrats just feel that um, they have black people in their pockets is mainly because the, the causes that they stand for are more towards us, that they you know what I'm saying, than than the other side is. So. You know what I mean? It's like another form of slavery. They got us. They got us already. They got us. Democrats so, got us. So well, hey, we, we Democrats, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? I, have a, I have a question. I have a question for you, and anyone else can answer it as well. Go ahead. Who who fault is it that the Democrats supposedly have us in their pockets? Black people. No. Yes. I wouldn't say that. Yep, it's Who black people, it? man. We gotta have more self pride. We gotta, you know, what I mean, it, it, it's mm-hmm. a we we've been conditioned to like uh, we've been conditioned a certain way, man. And it's about okay. time that we just like, like I feel like we can take over the world, man. You know, what I mean, I right. feel like I feel like you know it's time that we all like unite and like form our own shit. We don't need the Democrats, Republicans. We don't need that shit, man. Like like they don't get, neither one of them give a fuck about us. I don't care what they say. They don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about us. I don't think Joe Biden gives one fuck. I don't think Kamala gives one fuck. I don't think none of these Democrats. I, I know Trump and them don't give a fuck. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, it, it, it's it's a lose lose. You know what I mean? So I okay. Know. So does anyone else want to answer that question? So let let me say this, man. Mm-hmm. Every day, and let's just say we all have there's five birds. We all know what Staten Island stands for, right? Mm-hmm. Staten Island has a representative that represent people in Staten Island, right? And when they represent, and when you speak to anybody in Staten Island, you can know that the representative is going to meet the needs of the people in Staten Island. If I'm in Harlem, right, and Charles Rangel is not doing what he's supposed to be doing in Harlem, right, I got to mm-hmm. talk to Charles Rangel. So the problem is not that you're not wrong, Wu, but we got to hold people accountable who we vote for. Voting isn't about like you're my best friend. Voting is about getting shit done for your people. Shit's done. Community, you know what I mean? 
Like, we're going to bring that pork it's, home. It's also, it's, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of bullshit that goes over our heads. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they say that's a lot fact. of things that's that funny. we want to hear, that they know that's going to get them votes. So it makes them sound like they down with us. You know what I mean? I think it's just all fake, phony ass shit. You know what I mean? But the but the Republicans are way worse at it. So I have no okay. choice but to vote for well, the blue side. You know. Well, I I just have one question for you, Brother Wolf. What is your problem with Kamala Harris? I have because no I have wait. Just let me, let me let me just let me finish. Okay. I have never heard a vice president get so much attention as this woman is getting. She's a black woman. Of course, that's going to be Oh, so so all of us as black people are going to join that party. Hello? Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's not even what I'm saying. That's not even what I'm saying. And I'm not even, like, trashing, you know, Kamala. I think, you know, I'm, I'm proud of Kamala. You know, my daughter looks up to Kamala. But but you just said you don't think she gives a damn about us. No, I'm saying the Democratic Party as a whole. I didn't mean her in particular. I think they just use us, man. I think they use us as a fucking bargaining chip, man. That's just have, how it feels. That's have how it feels you not to been me watching? Personally. Have you not been watching what's going on down in Washington, D.C.? Black women are infiltrating Congress in droves. I, I love that. I didn't see and that. And they're but Democrats. So you you're they're there for a reason. They obviously did not like what they were seeing from the party and they decided to become part of the solution. I did and that. not the I like that. and not the problem. Or, right? Or, or maybe like or that. maybe they had the opportunity. Now, may I ask run. you guys this question? May I ask you guys this question? Is well, let me let me Biden, let me let me answer. Let me, give, let me let me give the answer to my question before you ask that question. It's fine. Man, the hell with your question. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. My my answer is it's the Republicans' fault that you would feel like you're trapped in one party because what have the Republicans done in order to attract you? Yeah. What, yeah, what, what, have they, what have they done to attract? We talked about Rudy Giuliani and stopping. Why the fuck we agreeing, the rule? Oh, damn, man. I, I, if I wasn't in my house, I'd spit. But you, we talk. We talk about. Um, he said I spit. <laughs> we we talk about the. Uh, we talked about Giuliani and stopping frisk. What was a big part in Rudolph Giuliani becoming mayor of New York? I am. It was it was it was a response to David Dinkins' response to um Crown Heights. There were a lot I did of people. go to Comstock. I did go to Great Meadow when uh when Giuliani was mayor. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were upset with Dinkins' response to Crown Heights. They basically want him cracking heads and stuff, and he responded a certain way. And that made a lot of people upset. And and Giuliani became and then Dinkins became a one term mayor. Okay, and and, and Dinkins and Giuliani doing that stop and frisk was to appease those people. So in other words, the mis- the 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 mission of, of Republican people, Republic of the Republican Party, doesn't coincide with the best interests of Black people, in my opinion. You're absolutely right, and that's okay. why I said so, I have no. So I'm not going. I'm not going to blame the Democratic Party because the Republican Party hasn't done its part in order to provide me an option. So it's not the Democrats who haven't given me an option; it's the Republicans who haven't given me an option. 
Dabu, Dabu. He he also let's not forget he also got to the through the ranks because he was prosecuting the hell out of the mob and they and they pushed him through the ranks. Right. And they needed a soldier to go to go against Dinkins. And at that time, New York City was known to be strictly, strictly a democratic mayor city, right? Right. And they used that as one of the things to go against Dinkins. So I mean Listen, I, I, you're not wrong, Wu, but I feel like the Republicans ha- always have a plan in terms of who they want, and when they go after that, they they they, they go after that 100. I, I agree. I, we are we are the tool they use. We we are the um, tool they use to go against. Bro, them. We, get, them. we get used on both sides, man. We so used. We we the illest. We the illest. You know. You know, group of folks on earth, man. Motherfuckers is just always taking advantage of us, and I hate that shit. And I agree, I agree. We gotta vote for these Democrats, you know what I mean? But but I feel like they don't even earn it, you know what I mean? They say what we want to hear, and I I just I don't know, man. That shit. Now, I feel you. Now, I feel you. Now, I feel you. Know you. What I, mean? I, I think that leads more to a lot of us being more aware, so we can get the actual people that we want in there. But because sometimes we got the dude from Virginia. That's not even on our side, right? That acts like he's playing both sides, but he's just playing to his his base, right? So we got West Virginia. You mean West Virginia Mansion? West Virginia, sorry, Mansion. Then we have Ralph Nader for a while. Yeah, we have Ralph Nader for a while. Yeah, we have Ralph Nader for a while. You know what I mean? That was just that was just there to make a scene every fucking year. Every I'm sorry, every four years or whatever. So I mean, listen, they're there because we tolerate them to be there. If they were on the other side, they wouldn't say shit. So I get what you're saying. We just have to be more. We have to be more specific. That's what I feel. Now, yeah. now, do you think? Do you think? Is this your question, man? Is, is this your question? Go ahead. No. Well, okay. Yeah, this is my question. Sorry. And then oh, I'm gonna shut oh, up. I'm oh. shut up. But the rule of, of um, Brutus, you know, all y'all, like, um, who would be like? Is Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris? the top two people you would want on our ticket like who like who do you want because in my eyes i'm like yo i want you know you know certain motherfuckers i don't want old ass joe biden you know what i mean kamala could be on the ticket but like i don't want no 82 year old white dude making hey, decisions for hey I, I agree with you um rule but what happens is like kind of the way it rolls is that you know, if the the reigning president, unless there's some reason that they don't feel that he he's going to get the nomination, you know, if he's choosing to um, run again, you know, so um, unless he decides that he's unless old, he Dennis. yeah I know unless he decides that he doesn't deem that he wants to uh, do another term, then more than likely it's going to be him at the helm. I don't even know if anybody actually runs against him. Um, I guess they could, but in most cases, the reigning president, if he's been, you know, has the party pretty much aligned, is going to get the nomination to rerun. Because I'm like, man, let's do Gavin Newsom and uh, Kamala together, man. Let's do that. You know, I I just think Biden is too old. I feel bad for him. Every time I see him on TV, I'm like, man, I hope he don't fall. You know, because I, you know, I got a lot of old folks in my family that I take care of, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just hard to see him like that. You know, it's tough. Well, my, my, question for you, my question for you is, um, what has he done to show that his age is influencing his, perform- his performance? 
Um, him saying that we ain't black. If we, I didn't like that comment. I can't let that go. Um, some of you guys can, but I can't let it go. That's just me. I'm, I'm, but I'm super duper pro black, five percent knowledge itself type dude. I, I didn't like that that statement at all, and I can't let. Okay, it go. so you know my I, next, you know my next like question for telling, you, right? Uh, the rule. He was, he was telling us that hey, you guys should be in my back pocket. That's what he was telling us, and I don't appreciate that. That's how I, I, I that comment. I think it was a jovial conversation that that people took and ran with it the way they wanted to run with it. But my next question for you is, what's today's mathematics? I hate you, Daru. Hold on. <laughs> what's today's date? <laughs> Today is the 3rd of right. October. Okay, so that would be what? 10, 3, 23. Oh, it's just understanding. That's it. Understanding. That's it. What was yesterday? Ten two. Yeah. Wisdom was yesterday. Yeah. See, we, we on that. We on that ten one, ten two, ten three. So it's just one word. So today is understanding. Uh, the last day of the. What was the last day of September? Is, is there thirty one days in September? Thirty. Thirty. So on mm -hmm. the thirtieth, I'm trying to think. It would have been understanding cipher all being born to understanding. Yeah. But today is understanding. As far as Congrats. today. Congratulations. Man, I got a calendar in front of me, homie. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you you failed the test the last time, man. Oh, we yeah. had, I failed the fuck out. I was like, oh, me, why you yeah. going? <laughs> me, the queen, and, and Miss Teresa, we all asked you. And you <laughs> I know. You thought I was we were like, going to make oh, that No, I was, I was, you know how I get. You know, I be sipping. Yeah, you know. I mean, you could. But I hey, mean, hey, you could hey, told you could told me anything. I I I, I can't dispute it. Let me you. say one. Let me say one thing though. I love me some. Mystery. Oh, but I know I what he was mystery. saying was true, because I know I, I had that face. So I was listening for understanding <laughs> and whether or not he was going to be correct. <laughs> Man, you know how it is. You know when I used to live in New York, right? When I was a kid. You know how to be a dude on the block and be like, what's today's math? And you're like, damn, man, I don't know what to tell this nigga. You know what I mean? Facts. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I felt. That's how I felt when y'all put me on the spot. I remember that, Daru. You was yeah. like, what's today's math? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, I felt like a, I felt Caucasian as fuck. So yeah, dude, dude used to get their chest blown up for not knowing. I, 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 I witnessed that. I learned, I, that shit in, I learned that shit in prison, though, and it made me it made me uh have like a sense of pride and like a sense of uh you know uh, uh um you know like a purpose and all that you know it made me feel good about myself and who I am and where I stand in this world and all that so that's why I follow and study supreme mathematics and and all that so yeah that, that's all right but uh, in regard in regards to that conversation, I think that was a jovial conversation they had when he said it. Some people took it and, and they and they ran with it. So, lesson learned. I ran. You gotta with be, it. You got, you I, gotta be, you gotta be careful it. where you you gotta be careful where you joke. I ran with it and I ain't fumbled the ball yet because I remember exactly what he said and I knew mm -hmm. exactly what he meant and I didn't like it. That's your right. That's your right, my brother. That's your right. That's your right. But I just need him to do 
the same thing that he's been doing in office so far. And I need him to have a a majority in the House and the Senate in order to get it done even better. And actually, I need him to have about 54 people in, in the Senate so that they can override. They don't they don't need mansion and uh, cinema out of oh, Arizona. To stand hey, can in the I way. tell you all something about Lauren Boebert out here in Colorado? Yo, you she is, you you she told us before, nasty. but you take joy in telling the story. Man, she okay, and this is it. I know so many dudes who ran through Lauren Boebert. She is a lying ass, front ass, unqualified, unintelligent, just dumb ass hoe. That that shit that came out with the escort stuff, you know, you know her test. That shit is true. I know black dudes, Mexican dudes, white dudes, all that shit out here in Colorado that ran through her. She is she is a piece of shit. And you saw that in the movie theater last week. Exactly what she was doing. She was doing a hand job and it wasn't even yeah, it was a it was a um theater, stage theater. They had to kick her out. Damn. <laughs> she grimy. Yeah, I know mother like I know dudes who like smashed this chick, like ran trains on her and shit. Like I know this shit for a fact. So I look at TV sometimes wow. with her little glasses on and shit. I'm like, man, who the fuck does she think she is? Like, come on. She's trash. She's garbage. You know what I mean? It's always the, it's, the glasses is always part of the um, makeover. I, I mean, it's almost like reincarnated Sarah Palin, if y'all remember her. You know what I mean? Like, but Hey, did you know Sarah Palin used to mess with uh, Glenn Rice from the Miami Heat? Yeah. Who you telling? Yeah, we heard about that. But 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 the fact is is that you know, even if she is, that doesn't really disqualify her from doing uh, you know this job here. You know what I'm saying? It I mean does when, it does when she talks. I mean, honest. like listen, man, like if any one of us dudes, if we was to run for office and if you've been through you know how many females you've been through. Nobody's talking about it. You know what Let I'm saying? Just so, bubba, bubba, she, she's she's a wait a minute. Go ahead. Hold on, go ahead, hold the line, ahead, hold the line, ahead, gentlemen. Let's just shut down. She's a hoe. Who's worse and ran through more people than the ex president of the United States? And those Back he couldn't run through, he raped. Back, so Back. what are we talking about? Back, when it's Back, a woman, it wep- who she slept with makes a difference. We're not talking about people's personal lives. She We're talking about the hoe, office of was- government. She was selling her body. It does come into play when you take a morality role. So when you're speaking against transgender kids and you say, I don't want these people around my kids because they're a bad influence and there's, there's, there's some type of morality in play. When, 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 you, when you talk about um, not wanting to teach sex education because our kids, because I'm so concerned about what our kids do. Uh, and learn. And when you're talking about abortion, and no one could tell me that just based on what she's done, that she hasn't had more than one abortion. Okay, when, when make, and Brother Wu, I agree with you. I agree with you. But when do y'all play? have this same energy for the male counterparts that's been doing this shit all yeah, along? Yeah, how many abortions did Trump pay for? How many abortions? We that damn conversation. <laughs> no, 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 the difference is you know, it makes it easy when it's a woman. And under no but, circumstances do she, I rock with this woman y'all talking about. She but stands the fact on a moral that, platform. 
her sexual prowess is on trial here with these nasty bastards that's been in Congress for decades, and we're not talking about that. Uh, Actually, Donald Trump is on trial for that moral bullshit. She's a hypocrite. I agree, and she's not the only one. (laughs) <laughs> They're all hypocrites. Wait, for the I was just out there in Connecticut messing with, you know what I mean? So so it's like, you know, I understand, but don't sit here and talk down to people who do the same shit you do. That's all. I I, I think I, I think agree. Getting, I mean, I think she's getting the same treatment like somebody that everybody goes through, like Clinton went through, like Kennedy went through, and I don't think she should be spared. And in, in terms of what they do and, and and it was so serious that they we, they were they were prosecuted. So her doing this is just an indication of what's down what's down to come. I mean, she shouldn't be spared about it. I don't think anybody's gonna vote. I mean, okay. Wait, let me clarify, brothers. I'm not mm-hmm. saying she should be spared, but I'm saying the tone of this conversation because she's a woman. Is what's bothering me because not she's not, not she's no. no more than a of a whore than but, the men that have but, been sitting but, in so, Washington so, so, D.C. and claiming the moral high ground. The I same men who feel this. like they should tell women what the hell to do with their reproductive organs. Same so, men with some of them are freaking pedophiles. So. How about what, 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 that shit? Was Bill Clinton spirit? Man, we have no business. People's personal lives should be their personal lives. I wasn't down with that. That shit was ridiculous. That was between him, his wife, and his whore. And it have shit to do with the country and the job he he was doing as president. But was he spared? He wasn't. He wasn't spared because once again, he was a Democrat. That's why he wasn't spared. So it wasn't a man thing or a woman thing. He wasn't. No, I'm talking about the conversation we're having right now. And maybe maybe it's just me, but Teresa, you here. I see other women in here. Am I crazy or what? We went from Kamala Harris to the whore of Colorado. Number one, I don't think think hoes should be telling people. What they do with a body as far Excuse as abortion me. goes. You know what I mean? Excuse me. And I don't think that Clarence Thomas should be telling me what to do with my body. I don't think. He ain't I either. don't think. What's the bastard's name, Queen? The other one in the Supreme Court. I can never think of his name. That they just. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. I had to sit and watch a woman be humiliated. Okay? I'm not finished. Please, sweetheart, I, I would never talk over you. Please don't do it. Okay? I love you, Mama. I'm sorry. I love you, Mama. Okay. He was not called a whore. Okay? And he ran trains on women, okay? What do you call the runner of trains? The conductor. May I I respond? 
I've yeah, go ahead and respond. Man. We got to get this I've back on track. I've been to conductor sure. a lot of times, and 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 you know that doesn't mean I need to run for office. That's my thing. Like she stands on just moral high ground. Like yo, y'all do this, y'all do that. She's sitting there giving motherfuckers hand jobs at a Beetlejuice show. You know what I mean? So that now, now if she was just like out and open with it, like I am, it's respectable. You're not you know, running do your for thing. office. Brett Kavanaugh exactly. is on exactly. the Supreme Court for the rest Brett Kavanaugh of ain't his shit. life. For the is rest Kavanaugh of the one that was life. uh is Kavanaugh the one that um uh raped old girl, that one girl? He's the Kavanaugh? runner Ooh, of yeah. the train, the conductor, yeah. He's the a he is a piece of shit, just like Lauren Bober is a piece of shit. Clarence they both Thomas. Are. Clarence Mr. Thomas is uh, he's uh, a tap Pubic dancing King. on my coke, right? Yeah. Is in the Supreme Court for the rest of his fucking life. I remember when I was I remember I was a little boy and Clarence Thomas was uh, you know, when I was like nine, ten years old, he was on trial for fucking with that black woman, Anita Hill. Remember no, that? she was on trial. Correction, she was on trial. That motherfucker was on his way to the Supreme Court. Oh, right. wait, wait, wait. Okay. Explain they put the sister on trial. Explain this to me. Yeah, I was in Young Shorty. This is what, like ninety ninety one. So so what was that about? Was it was was it was it Clarence Clarence getting accused or something? Or was he, it Anita in trouble for saying something? He he was getting confirmed. They wanted to confirm him to the Supreme Court. She yeah. worked for him. She spoke out about the sexual harassment that she underwent working for him. Uh-huh. And they raked her over the coals. Yeah. Yeah, that was wrong. That was wrong. I mean, you you ain't gotta tell me twice. That shit is wrong. And and, and I I feel like women I feel like women, especially black women, they get black women are the most marginalized people in this country. So it's not like, you know, I'm blind to that shit. I don't ignore it. I know I know what's real. I got mothers, sisters Daughters, all that shit, X, Y. And I understand what you're saying about this woman. Okay? But the vitriol that that you are saying it. Okay? I I don't see it being used towards men in the same way. That's the only thing I'm saying. Okay? Including a sicko president of the United States. Former president. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I agree all I agree on both sides. That shit is foul, nasty, fucking vindictive, nasty bullshit. I agree. But you weren't the but, only but one. But Lauren Bobert, Lauren Bobert, Lauren Bobert is a fraud. I'm telling you, she's a fraud. Like, oh, like definitely. Just oh, from her politics, she's a fraud based on her politics. But dude, I know her I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna say what she does. You know, elsewise is the reason why she. Not good at her My, job. She's just not bro, good at it because her you know restaurant motherfuckers. They used Woo. to they used to like pimp women Woo. out of her restaurant. Woo. Okay, muffle. My mother raised me not to be talking underneath other people's skirts. Okay, I'm gonna mind my business. Okay, no, you don't have to. I'm just. You know, you don't have to mind your business. No, no, no. You are uh, letting people know. 
but what Ms. this woman is doing. But there's a way yeah, Ms. T. To like do I see, it. I see, I see this shit here, like locally. Like people know what she He's is. You know, people don't respect her, and and, but and they by still no means, elected her. No, she and they, they she, elected her, and it's because <laughs> of district districting, though. Like the people, like her district. Um, you know, it was a bunch of rural ass, you know, white motherfuckers, you know what I mean? That don't mind the hand jobs. Yes, yes, I know. I don't mind hand jobs. There you go. Don't get me wrong. But, there you go. But, but yo, like 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 in, in Denver, people don't realize how black Denver is in, in Colorado Springs and Pueblo and all that is. But you know, out here we don't we don't support Lauren Bobert. She just has that little district she has up there in northwest Colorado. And uh people don't give a fuck about that shit, man. She she has a little bit too much power than she should have. She's she's not intelligent. She's not she's not you know she doesn't do anything for her constituents. She just trash. You know what I mean? You know what? Well, That's all I'm I say it has nothing to do with her being a woman. She just I sucks. say she's a reincarnation of Sarah Palin. And the truth of the matter is, men are visual. You got nice legs, nice boobs, nice ass. They might vote for you. She ain't got no ass. No. Hence why they hence why they didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. That's just my thoughts on that. No. Nah, she's she's a pretty nah. woman though, whether she got ass or not. No. No, come on, no. Real woo to me and you, it might look different, but to those like you said, those rural you know, mainly white, you know, uh, lower, you know, income, lower, actually, they might see her as like a sex symbol type of thing. I live in her, I live in her state. That we part. All make fun of her. I live in her state and we all make fun of her because everybody knows somebody that messed with Lauren Bober. And she out here okay. trying to act all high and mighty and talk down on us like we ain't shit. That's my yeah, that, 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 that she shouldn't be doing that. And her moral high ground is really, you know, like crazy contradiction. But, you know, hey, I, I, I'm still not coming down on her just because that's what she do as a I woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You know, you know, I don't. You, you know, we got, you know what I'm saying? Like a, <laughs> I'm not a sexist. You guys trying to pay me like that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just trying to say, let's, let's lay off of her her you know that part of her life and let's just focus on what she's doing or not doing as a politician which but is trash problem, bro, that is the truth he brings that stuff up all the time and judges people for it that's the thing and that's what that's a contradictory thing that bothers me about her they all are hypocritical they, they all have skeletons in their closet you know they what i'm saying Trump, all them motherfuckers all Thank them you. marjorie all them shits so there's no difference between her and, and everybody else. What I'm saying is... It's different for me because I see her all the time. And right. I, see I understand it's more her. personal to you. It's closer it's to you. You you well, I mean, actually have uh, no, known people who know her personally yeah, like, or you like may Giuliani, know her personally yourself. It's like Giuliani for y'all and, and Dinkins and all that, you know? Whoa. Here's an example. Giuliani was mayor married and parading his mistress in parades. I didn't, nobody went the fuck off about that shit. Opinion. And and he was a, a dude who married his like second cousin or some I shit don't like think that. He, but, some but, crazy but, but, shit. But, but, but Queen, but Queen, I don't think 
I don't think Giuliani's shit. I think he ain't shit. I think he's trash. I think he's worse than Lauren Bowles. But my, but my point is, when it's a man that's considered immoral or loose, the same vitriol doesn't come his way. And Anthony Weiner since we've been doing that's because he was part of the Democratic Party. Why did Al Franken lose his job? Because they were part of the Democratic Party. Now ask the same <laughs> question on the other side. No, I'm, right? no, I'm what I'm saying to you is when we bring up these indiscretions or whatever you want to call it, the same vitriol is not behind. It, when we're talking about a male politician as opposed to a female politician. Think, and this is not guy. just about you. We've heard this in a number of spaces. It goes left when the politician is a woman. I respect you so much. You one of the people, like you, Teresa, MJ, all you guys, I respect you guys so much. You know what I mean? But it has nothing to do with sex, like the sex of the person. It's um, you know, like what you maybe not on. for you. I, I think she, I think she's full of shit. And I, think I agree. Donald, I think Donald Trump. Yeah, is a no, there's no question about it. That she's full of shit. Our Marjorie Taylor, they all. It's not about. It's not about just the sex of the person. It's about the. It's about the party, and I think the issue that many people have with Republicans is Republicans play the role of the moral. Um, base of this party, and that's they're the, the ones who, they're the ones who align themselves yeah. with the church. They align themselves with, with the with the Baptist. Hey, and they're the, the, the first night. ones when their little daughter get pregnant, be sending them off and getting those hey, abortions that nobody knowing hey, about. Sarah, you know what I'm saying? Keep it under the rug. Right. So when when you play when you play to that base, when you're playing to holier than thou, when you're playing to align them with the churches, then you're putting yourself up to a greater scrutiny, so that when those type of things come out. Thank why you, would that not be fair? Why would that not be fair to point out? But why wasn't it out when, when she was running for the office? I pointed I mean, out when it comes to Trump. We pointed out. No, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, out, whoa. What, what I want to know is out there when they was going through this election, did the uh, opposite party even bring this stuff up? It, I, it has to yeah, be there were, there knowledge were, that could be found out. I mean, oh, was it something? And all that? No. Yeah, was any of that brought out in the, in no, the campaign against her? They nobody cares about that on the other side. But then again, they she lives in that. such a small part of Colorado, man. I right. mean, she represents represents so few people. You know, it's like Colorado. Is so just like why is her voice so big in and and where she's at? Why is her voice so big if it's because, just a small little community? It's because, because that's the way that's the way Colorado part is in the part of Colorado too. No, that, that's the way that's the way Congress works, and and it gets to another issue, uh, right. another uh, another major issue that's impacting politics. Actually, it's the biggest issue that's impacting politics, which is redistricting and gerrymandering. You know, the, exactly districts are being written to so that people like her can be elected, come out of small little areas. It's it's a shame that someone can can live in an area that's that where they represent about two or three thousand people, and they have an outsized uh, influence or outsized power when it comes to running this country, as opposed to someone who's representing ten thousand, hundreds of thousands of people. Right, and, and, right. And like Boulder the reps in, in New York City, you know, right? Yeah, 
Right. So that yeah. that's that's a that's that's the main thing. That's a major thing in politics. And that's why a lot of these Republicans are in charge as well. Because what they do is they they take they take black areas and they consolidate those areas into one district. And I believe that's what's going that's the fight that's going on in Alabama right now. Where they oh, they're doing that right here in the Bronx too. They're doing that right here in the Bronx. Right. So they consolidate these these areas into one district so that you have all the black people in one area so that the influence is under one district as opposed to two or three where, where it possibly could be. So if you only have one district, that means you only have one representative as opposed to having two or three representatives. And that's a, you do that in enough places throughout this country, and that's the difference between having the minority and having the majority. And 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 that's that that's that's a major impact of, of what we're experiencing right now. You know, and that's why that's why I believe in my opinion, the electoral college is outdated when you talk about presidential elections because you give a lot of so these goddamn outdated. You give a lot of these small states uh, outsized influence and power. It's a hundred you know? years outdated. Right. Because the electoral college wasn't written for all those southern states to band together. Exactly. They, they, they need to, they need to redo the whole shit. That's but the it. problem, Garu, is that if you don't have that, then what's certain groups get left out. Not even that. Like New York and California, the eastern states and the and the, and the west coast states are going to dominate mostly because California is huge as hell. Texas is huge, and New York is huge, and other other states. And the places in the middle won't have the the balance that they're looking for. I think we we need to redo the electoral college, but it ain't going. I don't think we need to do away with it altogether. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, that makes sense. That's that's a reasonable approach to redo it. Sure, but but I would I would if if the two choices are keep it or get rid of it, I would get rid of it. Well, if the District gonna, of if Columbia gonna, if redo it as a third option, then I'd be more in line for redoing it into where uh, it takes into account it takes into further account. Uh, a lot of population. I guess that's what. Um, the yeah, but that, that, that's anyway. why. I, I, that's why I believe that, like the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico, should mm-hmm. actually be given statehood, so this way they could actually have representation. You know, proper you know representation. Why you know why they're not getting statehood? Because they'll be democratic. Exactly. <laughs> so I was, gonna, I was going to ask Brutus this. Like, I don't. I know. I'm not sure if they're doing the same thing in Manhattan or whatever, New Orleans, but. What what parts of um the Bronx are they are they redistricting? Is it Riverdale and Sprint and Dyville and Co-op? No, uh, like um, it's like here in the Bronx, like the one hundred four six nine area. It's like okay. like they high. they have a white a white a white mostly white part, and then they have a black part, and they're trying to reconfigure it so that I guess that the white part could get you know uh their representative that they want i don't know it's just some crazy stuff they they're telling us all the time to you know vote against it or what have you because they're trying to keep doing this stuff to like you know tell your your congressman come to the meetings and and shoot it down because it's something that they're pushing for i have a great question for this face why do white people have so many Variations and 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 uh, different points of view as far as voting, but black people are a slave to the left, and not don't even consider 
Like nothing, and and it's just like, oh, we just going with fucking blue. Hey, well, let, let me let me tell you the the, the, the truth of the matter. My father was a Republican. He voted Republican because he he felt that the, if you voted for like the Republicans, always represented big business. You know, people that you know were made big money and stuff like that. So. What the theory is, is that if the Republicans get their tax breaks and what have you, the business owners, they will continue to employ more people. And the, in basic business, it's like, you know, if the shareholders are the ones who really are be made to 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 make money, then they would actually lay off people or what have you, because it, it actually shows um, that. You know that the the profits are being made for the company. So who gets cut? The smaller man. So if you the other side wants to be more social, they want to vote for the social programs and everything like that. Where the Republicans believe more in, you know, the capitalism side of it, and then of course their conservative side of it. So my father actually re- voted Republican and I still, I went against that. And, well, and voted well, Brew, well, Brew, I mean, most, you know, most of our, parents, our grandparents, you know what I mean? You know, we, they voted Republican back then. You know what I mean? It's not like Democrats have always been the party of the black folks. You know, we all know the Republican. Well, actually, they was against it. Actually, the Republican party was the first ones who actually, were uh, like sided with with us, and then and then all of a sudden it just changed. I don't know when and why, but it did. Yeah, yeah. Brownsville, I see you. What say you? What's up, Tramel? Hey, what's going on? How y'all doing, family? How y'all queens doing? Daru, I see you. Brutus, all the people, man. Got woo. All y'all, man. Peace and love to all y'all. Peace and love to the room. I, I love these kind of conversations like this. Peace, God. And I got a question, right? And uh, I just got a question, and I want to see y'all perspective on this question. So I was listening to a speech by the late great Malcolm X that he gave in 1963. You there? Can y'all hear me? I had a call. I hear you. We can hear you. All right. So I was listening to Malcolm, the great late great Malcolm X. He was giving a speech in 1963 in which he talked about our political system, uh, two-party political systems, Republican and Democrats, and he described the Republicans as wolves, but he described the Democrats as wolves in sheep's clothing. And he said that the danger with a wolf is you know that they're trying to kill you, but if you can identify that wolf, then you can protect yourself. You can limit the harm that is done to you. You can take proper precautions to distance yourself from the wolf that you can identify. 
but he described the Democrats as wolves in sheep's clothing because he said that they pretended to be your ally. They blended in with you and they wanted to line themselves up with your beliefs and with your ideology and, and, and on the premise that they're going to be your protection. But all the while, they're looking to kill you just like the other wolf. But the problem is you're unable to protect yourself. You're unable to properly distance yourself because they've disguised themselves as a harmless sheep. And at that time, he brought up the issues of what they was going through during that time, which was uh, desegregation of the school systems and things of that nature and how difficult it was for them to get their rights, their civil rights established. He wanted natural rights instead of civil rights. It was a whole big deal during that time. But what I noticed about that speech that he gave, shoot, 60 years ago, <laughs> is that not much, in my opinion, has changed from when Malcolm X was speaking then to what is going on in our political system now in reference to our people. So I wanted to to get your opinion on that. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, trying to bash the Democrats. I'm not trying to bash the Republicans. And to be honest with you, um, I have voted mostly Democrat my entire life because a lot of the I feel like the Republicans don't is they they're not an inclusive party they they don't really want us to intermingle with them so um i've kind of voted democrat but now i'm getting to the point to where i'm not seeing any progress uh for our people one way or another it doesn't matter who gets put in office we still kind of stay in that same position and I just wanted to get y'all perspective on what Malcolm X, the knowledge that he was breaking down in that speech when he identified those two parties, the Republicans as wolves, the Democrats as wolves and sheep's clothing, because, you know, as I was listening to it, I kind of agree with his philosophy on that. And I wanted to get y'all perspective on that. I agree okay. one okay. million percent. Well, well, well wait a minute. Thank you, Brownsville. Well, before we answer that question, you mentioned something about progress. Now, tell me what progress is to you. What does progress look like to you, and how do you get there? Right. In, in the realm, in in the realm of, of of the political climate and and the social climate in this country today. Uh, that's a great that's a great question, Daru. And I guess I would consider progress as bridging the gap, the, the large economic gap that we have when it comes to our people versus uh, the Caucasian people. Um, also, the education gap. It seems like that no matter what the issue is, we're always 10 steps behind. 
and and we never can make any progress because as we progress, they also progress. So the gap, instead of getting shorter, is actually kind of getting wider because of all the other things that our people have to deal with that they don't have to deal with. Like, for instance, the whole crack era, that was to attack our people, right? So that created a further gap. Uh, the housing crisis, what happened when they built the projects in the old major cities when our people was coming back from Vietnam, all those different things have caused the gap to widen in all of the important aspects of life, whether it's healthcare, whether it's education, whether it's economics, whether it's entrepreneurship. And we can point to different things, different ways that certain family members or certain people we know have progressed. But I'm talking about as far as our people as a whole population, I'm not seeing that gap getting any closer. No matter who's put in office, no matter who we elect, it seems like it's just false and fictitious and they, they, they're intelligent people, so they know how to articulate things in a way to make it seem like we're getting closer. But in all actuality, the gap isn't getting closer. It just keeps on widening. Can, can, can I get his job real quick? He said everything I wanted to say. He's so much better than me. Go uptown, then woo. Yeah, so... Brownsville, you ain't lying in terms of how you broke it down in terms of the wolves and the perception of wolves. But I will say this, and this is important, and, and I'm going to try to make this short, but it may not be. Just because there's wolves in the room doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in there, and I'm going to tell you why. And I take it that you're from Brooklyn or whatever. You know, shout out to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? You should be your Brownsville and everything. The issue that we're facing today is not just today. That shit goes back to the 1930s and 60s. And when Robert Moses did all those bridges, when he did the Throgsnet, Whitestone, all he knocked down neighborhoods, right? And just because we had enemy enemies on both sides doesn't mean that we shouldn't have been in those rooms navigating to see what was going on because i remember when i was young i was experiencing the same shit that some people experienced in 1960s and 70s harlem was a wreck east side west side it was it, and they named it and this and this was the other issue at the same time that they were building housing tenements they told the engines the fire engines not to go to these certain places they cut down funding to to Brownsville, East New York, Jamaica, uh, I think it's Red Hook, um, all and forget about it, Lower East Side, and these are all the places that are affected. Now, to this day, these neighborhoods are still wilding. The only reason why some of them are not wilding is because of gentrification, which is the, which is the next step of the process that started from the 1930s to today. 
How many of us were in these rooms? And I'm not talking about residents. I'm talking about politicians. How many of us were in these rooms knowing what was going on? They didn't tell us. Nor were we known. We, were, we weren't part of the engine companies. We weren't part of the fire departments. Guess who runs the fire departments and the police departments, man? You dig what I mean? Guess who runs? Guess who runs the funding that goes to these departments? You feel what I mean? And this is the issue. And I know what you mean because I know that we should be more responsible for giving out that knowledge. But fam, what happened? This is the worst part. What happened in 1955 shouldn't have affected me to today, but it does. What happened in 1930 something shouldn't affect me, but it does. That Robert Moses Bridge made. Everybody that lived in that area squeezed all the way down to Ho Avenue and swooped all the way down to the South Bronx. What happened to the Thrives Neck pushed people from certain parts of Queens and Brooklyn to other parts where they had to make a living with people that didn't know. Then you're squeezing certain areas, underutilizing, underfunding certain areas, and then at the same time over-policing areas because guess what? They need more jobs, right? So you give it out to the police. And then when the funding came back to the fire departments, guess who got the money? It wasn't you. It wasn't me. You feel me? So what you're saying is true. At the end of the day, though, we need to know what's going on in these rooms because we don't. That, that makes it even more of a problem because they use that non-information against us. The next thing you know, that tenement that was a, a housing tenement turns into a project and then they underfund that project then they knock it down and then they make it private it's a it's a many stage process right so i just want to give that out great tape man great tape woo you have something up hey um my 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 question is and i and i understand your your point on we need to to be represented i 100 percent agree though that's facts like if if we're not present in those rooms then we're gonna get left behind so you're totally right about that i guess my question is when are we going to figure out or understand that we ourselves i'm talking about our people need to become unified in a way that we're not dependent upon Thank you. the Pelosi and Kamala and all them. When we start being responsible hey, about I had, the process. I had another call. I had, I had another call. I'm Go sorry ahead, about bro. that, man. But You up there? Are y'all there? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess my question is, when are we as a people going to understand that we ourselves need to unify and figure out how to be a representation of one another as a group? That instead of trying to fit into the box that they want to fit us into, that we can become our own box, and now they have to operate under our parameters and and empower our agenda as well as their agenda, and that way we can 
uh, reap some of those benefits as a people and not just onesies here and twosies there. That, that I guess that's my question. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say that, number one, when you say fit in a box, we have to understand that this political process is the box. We when I, I hear a lot of people make this type make these type of statements where where we can um, do things beyond politics. No, politics is the box. If you don't believe that politics is the box, then ask yourself why there's so many people, so many billionaires, influencing their money, use their money's influence to get power. Politics is the process. And that, that's what you do. You get yourself into the process. Now, if you're getting yourself into the process, then there's some certain realities you have to face. Number one, as a people, you're what, 12, 13 percent of the population. So this whole notion that as 12, 13 percent of the population, you can take control of the entire process. It is it's very it's a fairy tale. It's fantasy land. It's not something that's reality. What you can do is what people have done. Use your power in order to influence things. And in the past, as I've stated before, in the past few years, the past few election cycles, we have been the difference in those elections. And in being the difference, you put more, you get more part of understanding that you're a part of the difference is having your people placed into uh, positions of influence. Having your people placed uh, into a position of being the, the, the leader of the, of the House of Representatives for your party. Electing someone two-term president of the United States. Having someone being selected as the vice president of the United States. These are things that take place. But these things are also, it's not something, it was... Slavery is a 400-year occurrence in this country. So this, high, this whole idea, and this is the same idea that Republicans have, this whole idea that we can wipe out everything in, 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 in 40 or 50 years isn't reality. Republicans say the same thing. They say, well, we have, we have all these affirmative action programs. They've been around 50 years. We don't need them anymore. We don't need voting rights anymore in this country. Things have changed. No things haven't changed. You have to, you have to, it's a it's a constant fight. And if if as an electorate you go out and vote this year, and then you allow information to come out four years from now, and that that um has you not come out to vote, then you're part of the reason why you're part of the reason why we don't have consistency. You know what I'm saying? You're part of the reason why things can't get done. This is a 100-year, 200-year process, just like it took 100, 200 years, 400 years for us to get to this spot. Now, as a black person, you know, I never... I, Malcolm X is a great man. I never agreed with that. That um, I believe you got that from the, the bullet or the ballot. I think the most important you can do is a black most important thing you can do as a black person is be able to identify the wolves, period. Whether the wolf is a wolf or the wolf is in sheep clothing. You know, just telling me that that wolf is in sheep clothing 
isn't helping me. Telling me how to identify that wolf in sheep clothing. That's how I progress. That's just like in any other aspect of life. You grow up in the hood, you grow up on the street, you grow up anywhere. You learn how to identify wolves. You learn how to identify wolves in sheep clothing. You learn how to identify rednecks. And you learn how to identify people are passive aggressive, smile on your face and do racist things behind your back. That's your responsibility as a person. Just because there are wolves in sheep clothing does not mean you remove yourself from the process. Because when you do that, all you, the only person, the only people you help, you're hurting, your people. Why would I want to do the job that other people are doing? Why would I want to help out Republicans who are actively trying to keep me from voting by going out there and not voting? And that's a great question, and you're you're one hundred percent right. We we still need to participate in the process. I totally agree. But I guess my question, Daru, is besides the representation part, right? We had Barack Obama for eight years. We we got several uh, black members of the House. House. Uh, we got several uh, representation. No, well, not several. Just probably one or two in the Senate. Um, but we 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 got we got some some good representation as far as our people in those capacities. I guess my question is what is the benefits that we've received? I mean, besides the Civil Rights Act of, of 1965, what has happened to benefit black people? Significant legislation that has been passed for our people to help bridge the gap. Can you can you give me a, a a piece of legislation beyond the Civil Rights Act of 1965 that helped bridge the gap in terms of education, in terms of economics? My first question to you is: What was wrong with the Civil Rights Act? You know, because that's that's another thing. Uh, all due respect, man. All due respect. I was going to ask the same question. Yeah, all due respect, man. Malcolm X, you know, especially when he was with the nation, he was the dude that was standing outside of the crowd throwing the rocks. While there were people out there fighting. What's wrong with the Civil Rights Act? People were taking away your civil rights by law. So then you fight to fight against those to get those laws banned. He's saying, are you pleased with that? Right, segregation was by law. Jim Crow laws. So you're fighting against laws. You're fighting for laws to get rid of bad laws. So this whole thing of diminishing of what diminishing civil rights, you know, I, I was never for that. And I think that Malcolm learned some things once he left the nation, to be honest. But there are many, there are many um, things that we benefited from. We benefited from the Affordable Care Act. Brown versus the Board of Yeah, more of us have health insurance now than before then. We benefited from economic policies. You know, there are fewer black people who are unemployed now than ever before in this country. And those are from the economic plans that, that started from Barack Obama and are uh, going on now. We benefited from 
from the laws that were passed when Biden got into office. The COVID bill. There was a bill, part of that COVID bill. You have to you have to read that bill. But part of that bill involved uh, black farmers who weren't being paid money. It paid money to those black farmers. Of course, who went to, who went to court to put a stop to that? The Republican Party, led by Ted Cruz, went to court to stop those black farmers from being paid the money that was given to them through the COVID bill that was that was started by Joe, signed by Joe Biden. It's like as as I said earlier, it's important to to understand what these laws are. We question these laws, but we don't keep up with these laws www.uscongress.gov any law that you're interested in you can go up there and, and, and look it up the COVID bill and the, the infrastructure bill those are wide those are wide reaching bills the devil runs that website excuse me well www.uscongress.gov yeah that's the devil homie. Well, I mean that's that's where the that's where the laws are when you have in, when you have questions about laws, go to the source. And I'm I'm familiar I'm familiar with that, Daru. I guess my but, question. But yeah, but yeah. also another example is the infrastructure bill. Part of the infrastructure bill helped to um, fix the water pipes in places that needed that needed those repairs, including Flint, Michigan. So Flint Flint is good now, right? Nah, homie. they're better than they're better than what they were. Man, I was in Flint, man. They just can't even get like regular water. That's like a simple thing. Like what the fuck? Who runs who runs who runs their water bills? That's, that's not ran their their water company. That's not ran by the federal government. All right, but what right. the federal you government right, did was provide them funds. Do no wrong. Hmm? I'm just asking the question. Who runs who runs their water who run, who runs their water company? So that rule, so let me yep. let me get this straight. So you're you're under the impression that the gap is not getting wider, that the actual the gap is actually getting narrower, and we're actually benefiting equally from the system that's in place, and all we have to do is continue to align ourselves with the Democrat ideology, and at some point. They're going to to do something substantial to help narrow those gaps. Like, do, do you, is that is that you're under the impression that that that's true? No, excuse I'm me. The, I'm, I'm under the I'm under the knowledge that though that gap was politically created. You understand? The the, the slave so, codes, the slave fact. codes were laws that the slave codes were laws that were written to say that black people are going to be slaves. Not only black people, not only will those black person be slaves, but any offspring of theirs will be slaves as well. There were laws that were written to create that gap. That gap wasn't created out of nowhere. So how do you get rid of how do you get rid of bad laws that create that gap? You write good laws that help to narrow that gap. I'm of a generation that came immediately after um, the voting right bill, those bills in the '60s, where School school achievement and SAT scores. That that gap narrowed between black kids and white kids. 
what candidate what candidate yeah. gives you um like hope as far as uh you know progressing black folks you think biden like really gives a fuck i know trump don't do so you really think biden gives a fuck about us be honest bro but whether Biden gives a fuck about us is irrelevant. The fact, because and the fact that matters is, no, 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 it's not. No, no, it's not. Lyndon Baines Johnson was a was a congressman from Texas. He's the one who pushed through the civil rights bill. So whether he gives a fuck about us is irrelevant. Is this someone who's going to get the job done? Not looking for feel good shit. I'm looking for LBG, someone who can get the job done. That's what that's what you look for. But no, no one is that. No one has asked that question about whether he gets. We ain't looking to go hang out at the bar. Are you gonna get the job done to get the things done? That's gonna help they, me narrow that gap. But they not. That's uh, the thing. So not one time. I just, gave, I just gave you I just gave you an example of laws. I just gave you an example of, of a life. Of gave life me a law from 1963, homie. Well, me I didn't LBJ give you law I gave I gave you two laws that were passed within the past two years. So this is the thing, right? In my perspective, right? I understand what you're saying, Wu, and you're right. But you have, you have these are the choices. What you're specifically speaking about is power. So you can either we I'm talking about we, I'm sorry. You can either hostile take over the system, right? And all of us put our hands in, but it's not working because we're not all in accord. We all have different ideas. The other thing is, right, violence. No one's going to do that, right? Because everybody's comfortable. No one's going to reach you. During the 1970s and 60s, they, people tried it, and then what happened was, right, they, they infiltrated some of our groups, right, turned it against each other, and then fractured it, and then created systems where we were pitting neighborhoods against neighborhoods and things like that, right? So the thing that you're saying is, is valid. But what I'm going to say is, like, there's a big picture. If we are talking about us, we all have to be responsible. And let's keep it 100. Not all of us are responsible. Not all of us are thinking about what is the best thing for black people. You know what they think about? What's the best thing? for what I got to do to survive, right? And at the end of the day, if all you want is this, and I'm trying to aim for something bigger, our, our goals are not aligned. So when our goals are not aligned, it's going to mitigate the success that we all have as a group. So, yes, some of the things that we're talking about, Black people exceeding, there have been some achievements. There could be more, a lot more. But till we are responsible and be like, take it for real, for real, it ain't gonna move. Because listen, if I if I had the power and you're not coming with it, the same with the with the power or the strength that you should be coming, I'm just gonna hold on to it. And that's just the, this is what I'm trying to say. If we take it seriously, like you take it seriously, like Daru takes it seriously. Yes, we probably would have a little bit more success. But if you're depending on like voting every four years and waiting till the last month and not knowing what's going on in your community and things like that, it's going to slow the process down. And that's unfortunate. I mean, it, we don't have the privilege of not being responsible 
of to know what's going on if it's if it's that important to you. You know what I'm saying? And right, I'm not we, talking we about can, people can, Yeah, we can't use cynicism as a philosophy, man. It's it, cynicism. Cynic, being cynical is the easiest thing in the world to do. To say nothing's being done without really investigating or studying to see whether something is is being done. You know that's counterproductive. Also, you have to have the mindset that an investment in politics is a lifetime po- investment because you're not only investing for yourself, you're investing for your future generation. So when you're talking about what is this person done for black people or this that person has done for black people, the people who were fighting in the, in the 60s, in the 50s, and, and well beyond that, well before that, they weren't just fighting for their generation or their moment in time. They're fighting for future generations. Every time you hear a speech from someone, they're talking about future generation. Not not just this generation. Well, what can you do for me now? I don't have this check. No, you got to look at It's a long game. And we have a lot of trouble. We have a lot of problems a lot of times looking at the long game. You know, especially us as, as black people, we're in a unique position because we have people who are constantly fighting to take away our rights. So that's not a scare tactic. That's a fact. All you got to do is watch the news and understand that. When you have someone constantly fighting to take away your right, you don't afford the luxury of, of, of blind cynicism. Now, that's why I would say black people are the most politically aware people in this country. Because to us, politics is existential. Because there's no other group out here where people are fighting to take away your rights as much as you're fighting to keep them. And that's the reality that we live in, and that's the reality that people need to understand. If you don't understand that, then God, for the sake of all of us, I, I just hope that there are more people than not who do understand that and, and show consistently. Because the bottom line is, we can talk about appealing to young people and 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 as such, but it's the older people, so older generation that's the most consistent of getting out there and voting, because the older generation that understands the existential nature of that, of voting, it's like I said, it's existential for us, unlike any other. There, those were there were laws in the place that allowed Black Wall Street to happen and Rosewood in those other places. There were laws in place that allowed uh, Emmett Till's murderer to get away, murderers to get away, and then after the trial, go out there and brag about it. So like, those are laws that create these gaps. So to minimize the power of politics, you're just playing into Republicans' hands as a black person. See, I saw your hand up. You wanted to add to this? Sis, I just, these young men are asking a lot of questions, you know. And my question is Are you regular voters? Hello? Can you hear me? I hear you. You talking to everybody in the room or just. Yes. Yes, I'm a regular voter. I vote often. Okay, you don't have to tell me who or how. 
I worked many years, starting with the community board, okay? As a teenager, I started working on these groups. They are out there, okay? There are groups in your, your community, and you have to start somewhere. You can't just, it's not just asking questions, okay? You got to put the footwork in there, all right? And a young man came into the conversation one day, and he wanted to know, he said he was tired of seeing the um, homeless people in his neighborhood. And he started working with his local community boy. And he said he felt like he had found his calling in life. In order to change things, it begins with us. doesn't begin with the other people. It begins with us. It begins with you. It begins with me. Okay? I couldn't vote for Raphael Warnack because I had not changed my um, ID card. But I worked my behind off. Okay? Letting people know just who he is. Reposting his stuff. You know? It's the little things that start you that grow into the big things. You want to be, you want to change? Be the change you want to see. Okay? One thing black people have to stop doing is whining. That part. And like my sister said, put on your damn boots, lace them up, and get to work in your community. Be the change you want to see. That's all I have to say. I appreciate that, sis. <laughs> Anybody else have any thoughts? Like, I, you know what? I think this was a great conversation. I didn't know how this was going to go. Because we we just jumped in on a Tuesday night. But obviously, we, we need to do this more often. You know, sometimes knowledge is power. And what I have learned from the conversation is there's not one episode that goes by that I don't learn something. And a lot of other people say the same thing. So we're being the change right now. Right. We are being the change because I don't propose to know everything at my age. And I want to hear what the younger generation is thinking and feeling, because some of us in my age group are stuck in our ways and stubborn as well. It's going to take all of us to make this happen. But we can't just show up when it's a presidential election. That's where we keep messing up the game. You got to start in local elections because they affect us on a personal level. 
You know, Much if more. you if you elect the right people locally, then we have some power when it comes to the big stage and who uh, the party endorses and all of those things. But if you just bypass that and you only want to vote every four years, that's not helping. I'm sorry, Brother Rue, you were going to say something? Oh, no, nah, you got it. I'm, I'm towards the end. But um, like I said, cynicism, man, cynicism is not a policy. Knowledge is power, man. Be aware of the things that are going on in this country. Don't just don't just pay attention to the things that titillate uh, the sense the census. Be a, politics is a grind. It, it it it's a grind. It's a grind for those who 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 serve in the laws, and it, it's a grind for those who follow it. You got you have to be patient, and you have to be persistent, and and that's how it works. You do that, then you don't have laws that are in place that are overturned. You know, and as we said in other spaces, one thing you can say about those Republicans is they're patient. They waited 50 years to get rid of abortion, and they got rid of it because they played the long game. You don't play the long game by being cynical. You play the long game by being patient. And too many times, a lot of uh, people who support the Democratic Party or young people in general, general they're looking for instant gratification. And that's just the antithesis of, of what it takes uh, to get things done. But other than that, it's a great space. Uh, may have to do these pop-ups more often. It's a good little turnout tonight. Um, so thank you, Queen. Thank you, Teresa. Teresa, I forgot to say thank you to you on Saturday. So I'm going to make sure I say thank you to you. You know, Thank you for providing the space. And thank you for always thank you for um, your input. It's always valuable. Thank you, Uptown. Uh, thank you to everyone who participated this evening. Well, thank you. Um, it was a pleasure to hear your perspective, brother. Yes, it was, Woo. Yeah, oh, I think. Woo still here? Oh, Woo. No, nah, never mind. I'm not thinking Woo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I think we we need to continue to have these conversations, you know, about our community and what we need to do. We need to stop put, shifting the blame to other people and take responsibility for our own communities. So with that being said, you know, I want to thank everybody for coming up. And, you know, the conversation will definitely be happen, happening on Saturday at 1230. You know, and it's always a space where everybody's opinion matters because it's going to take all of our input to fix the situation. So everybody be safe this week and we'll see y'all on Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, y'all.